Jack and Mel weigh in. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Jack and Mel Super Ad MMA Show. Stay tuned where we'll be talking about the uh, Khabib fight being, well, cancelled apparently. The rumours are that Justin Gaethje's going to step in. Uh, we will talk about uh, plenty of UFC nonsense with John Fitch who joins us in the show for, for quite a period of time. It's really good to have him on. Absolute legend of the sport. Uh, we talk about all of our listener questions as always, but this week was particularly insightful where we compare UFC fighters to dinosaurs. So if you're into that sort of stuff, stick around. So uh, let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of Jack and Mel's Super Ad MMA Show. As always, I'm Jack Aaron Stoops, joined by my brother, Mel Brown. What is happening, brother? Not a lot, going a bit stir-crazy, but evidently not as stir-crazy as a certain Jonathan Jones. Oh, well, that's a, that's a, well, you're doing my job there. Nice lead-in to that. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in lockdown here in the UK, so it's pretty miserable, to be honest. Um, I'm all right. Do you have a kid to keep you occupied, man? Like, yeah, well, we live in... keeps you busy, you know what I'm saying? We've got Xboxes and Playstations and Switches and the internet and all this. Although I've got mad into cooking. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching your your cooking photography on your Instagram. Um, But I think the thing is, like, yes, we do have Xbox and all that, and I've seen this posted. It's like, you know, people are like, you're not... uh, you're not locked in the house. You're in your house safe. And it's like, well, can't it be both? I like, so. y- y- Yes, I am doing this to stay safe, but I'm also bored as fuck doing it. You can still go out for walks, so I've been out walking a lot. Yeah, yeah, but you're not. You're really actually not supposed to. I saw a thing from the government today saying, suggesting walking your dog and all in the garden. Like, it's I, thought getting, it, I thought it was essential exercise. Yes, it is. It is, but your dog walking apparently is not classified as essential exercise. Yeah, so well, go. that is not an issue for me, as he, well. You can't see him, but he is in the room with me. Um, Gus, the bulldog, does not require much walking, or nor want it. Nor want it. Yes, he will. I was actually. It was funny the other day because we were talking to one of our Twitter followers at Snoo uh, Snoo Dragon underscore, and uh, you. <laughs> We were talking backwards and forwards, and they had mentioned they had a dog, and I was like, oh, cool, what kind of dog you got? And then they sent me a picture, it was a cool dog, like American Bulldog, I think. Mm. And then I sent a picture of Gus and Pebbles, and <laughs> I was saying about how much Pebbles loved you, and she was like, you know, she made some sort of joke along the lines of, oh, watch his hands, you know, where are they? And then I just got a message from you being like, uh, so why am I getting Twitter notifications that I'm, like, fingering dogs? And I was like, you've, like, missed the whole, like, conversation before that. Yeah. <laughs> My case got thrown out. <laughs> why is this getting brought up again? <laughs> so it's per pebbles, per pebbles. But, uh, no, um, yeah, we love dogs. You the, wear pebbles uh, like gloves, she's that small. She is ridiculous, like, she is. Having said that, she has been... Going pretty stir crazy, even though she doesn't particularly like walking. But then you wouldn't do because your legs are so small as a twelve, aren't they? It's true. Gus is having the best time ever. He's just like everyone's everyone surrounded me. Yeah, the heat's on. I've got the fire going at night. It's great. He's living it up and cooking all this new food, so he's getting a try of everything. Oh, he's living his best life. Like he is, but that is that is a fine way to live your your elder years. Just oh sit yeah, in front of the fire. Yeah. relaxed speaking of elder food. years i have noticed you can't see it we're currently facetiming so you at home can't see it but dude i am getting white hairs that's second you had that kid bro i know and 
crazy white eyebrow hairs. <laughs> it's the mate. I'm telling you, it's it comes to us all. Like, but they're so long. Look at that sucker. Oh, dude, I've had like I had this one eyebrow hair at one stage that like was so absurdly long, like like so much longer than all of my other eyebrows. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was I like get a that. hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get them. My I have like really mad bushy eyebrows anyway, so I could like brush them away from my eyes like curtains, like a mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got two Tom Selleck's above my eyes. <laughs> and another That's a good thing, mustache to have. That is a good mustache. And another thing I found is every so often I get this like um, and I'm talking you know easily over six inches long big white hair just grows out of like the middle of my forehead or <laughs> out of a cheek or something. And then my dad's like, "Oh yeah, I get that too." So there's thanks a lot, Dad. That's some yeah, the, great the genetics genetic. we've passed on. Just yeah. random white hair. Well, uh, yeah, it is something that I worry about. Uh, I think I worry more about going bald than going grey. But I'm not like I'm. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Oh yeah, I'm know. not worried about it like at all. I quite like a bit of salt and pepper in the hair. I'd shave my head like if you start to go bald. Like, see any men listening to this rock on a horseshoe? Oh, dude. I think just, just move on. There's a, there's a tipping point with thinness on top. If it gets that thin on top, just shave it. 100%. Or if it gets... It, it's receding more so than... Because my, my dad has a full head of hair, mm-hmm. but it is on the thinner side. Yeah. But he's not what you would classify as bald. No, no, you not know, at all. But, it, 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 but it's, it's an age thing. You know, he's yeah. in the 60s. But... If you recede as well as going a bit thin, mm. you you can only recede a wee bit. Then do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, like, you, but if you start receding, I think if it comes sort of past where, if it comes past the, essentially the front of your head, yeah. it's gone, just gone. I'm Don't okay. be Nicholas okay. Cage in it. I'm okay. It's I get it's creeping up at the sides a wee bit. Yeah, but that's but that's just that's what happens. But uh, yeah. Did you have baldness in your family? Like your your grandma's bald. He is, yeah, but it's not. Well, it's probably an old wives' tale. But the same. Your mother's dad is. Yeah. What they say. I mean, he's ninety and has got a, a lion's mane of hair. Well, my uncle or my granda on my dad's side died looking like Jimmy Savile, big oh, white geez. mob. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, under less dubious circumstances, <laughs> yeah, that's right, but didn't die in jail, did he? <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, it was actually quite funny because my my gran and my granda may they both rest in peace. Um, it actually sounds like they went together, isn't it? it does, Some sort yeah. of weird cult. Um, my granda was like when he was in hospital. Um, he, he was like, right, you, you to, to my gran. He's like, you need to go home and get your dinner. Like, I'll, I'll see you later on. Literally the second she left, that was it. Just grouped it. And then my gran, my gran was in hospital, and everyone was sort of you know going to see her all the time. And, my auntie was like right away for a cup of tea my grandma's like no problem and then two seconds later <laughs> ah! <laughs> just literally both of them just waited just, yeah, like, I'm just so, waiting to get some peace and quiet and then I'll just go oh <laughs> man oh my grandma was the best she really was like everyone well everyone loves their grand don't they yeah that sucks I see my grandparents a lot and I think they're going a bit mad being locked away they're fairly adventurous outdoors people yeah, yeah, they're both pretty active. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, no, you're 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 bang on. Like the, I think that the baldness thing, if if it starts, you just get rid of it. There's nothing worse than like one dye in it. You've got like the black boot boot polish hair. You can essentially see. Oh, like, they're like Elvis. Yeah, it's like steep. color. Yeah, you can see the scalp 
stained with it. And then even worse than that is like when it's either receded so far or it's thinned out and they're trying to hold on to it by like slicking it over or sweeping it back. It's like, oh, Who are you kidding? I think once you can start to see noticeable scalp through it, once you're in trouble. Yeah, that's a, that's a good rule. Um, I suppose we should probably talk about some MMA. Uh, just before we do, uh, thanks again for uh, John Fitch joining us in this podcast. Amazing. So last what last month we've had Curtis Blades, Josh Emmett, uh, John Fitch. Couldn't be doing it without the support of our lovely listeners. And um, we thank you all. Uh, get involved on Twitter at Super Ad MMA Show. Uh, get involved on Facebook for slash Super Ad MMA. Uh, YouTube by searching Super Ad MMA. And uh, if you want to support the channel with them um, cold hard dollars, it's patreon.com forward slash Super Ad MMA, which is what helps us to uh, upgrade our equipment and, and hopefully bring you more content. We are debating the idea of doing some more mini video podcasts over the quarantine time so if that's something you're interested in seeing we kind of need you to let us know because obviously topics are slim picking so it would kind of be mel and i waxing lyrical about you know if tony and habib goes ahead who wins and what are the next fights or topics like that you know and if, yeah. if there's a topic you'd like to see let us know so with that let's get into what little news there is Floyd Mayweather given absolutely no chance in MMA by Frank Mayer. Sky is blue, water is wet, and other news stories. Yeah, essentially. Um, I mean, doesn't need Frank Mayer to, to tell people that. But weirdly, there's some boxing purists out there who still are ignorant to it, I think. I, I think mean, we actually kind of need to see it like we saw Connor and Floyd so that the boxing people can actually wrap their brains around it. But we already did this with... with uh, I mean, that was a washed-up James Tony. <sighs> yeah, but James Tony, He was like still a ridiculously elite boxer. Like You don't lose the skills. He physically wasn't there, but... He just yeah, but he fought a guy in his prime who was also he did the, not he fought Ronnie well he Gattier, fought him who was yeah, seventy five right, yeah. years old at the time <laughs> he wasn't he was, he was what late thirties no he was definitely comfortably in his forties was he yeah I thought he was younger at that fight but um, but yeah the thing we have to remember now is Floyd Mayweather is also forty three years old yes if he had a I don't know ten years ago fifteen years ago you know, worked a bit of defensive wrestling and jiu-jitsu, different story, but no chance, yeah, no chance against any elite competitor now, but I mean, I thought as much as obvious, same as MMA fighters transitioning into boxing. True. Um, I, I, I would like to see it happen, um, just because I, I'd like to see uh, Floyd Mayweather take an L at some stage, but... He's uh, also too smart to do that. A hundred percent. Like, do you do you put any uh, merit in the Connor and Floyd, where you know he Connor saying that Floyd agreed to do one for one? Do you put any merit in that, or no. do you think this is just being thrown? Around? I think it's ne- try, it's like negotiation tactics to try and whip up some interest in it, and I just don't think there is. I think everyone yeah. knows, like boxers know, boxing purists know. MMA fans and MMA purists, um, we all know how that would go. Speaking of boxing, did you see um, Billy Joe Saunders' video? Yes, I did. What a class act. But you know what, though? Like, 
I fall in between the two. Did I personally find it funny? Not really, but not because like you can't like. There's a joke which is, uh, police officer arrests Billy for beating his wife and says to Billy, "Billy, how come you're always beating your wife?" And he says, "Because I've got a better job and faster footwork." Yeah, you know that's a funny joke, right? Yeah. But what Billy Joe Saunders did just wasn't funny it's not because of what he was talking about that it wasn't funny like you can joke about anything you and i are big proponents of that if you get easily offended this is not the podcast for you go find you know a journalistic one where they just pronounce their p's and q's don't swear and don't make jokes about things that perhaps they shouldn't Mm -hmm. um but you know i don't think that it's because of the topic of his joke that it's not funny. I just think it wasn't funny. No, but he's done a few stupid things, like with uh, so was he with homeless people or like the crackheads in Liverpool? He was trying to get to do stupid stuff. Like that's just not a not a good look. And I'm yeah, like uh, you just said, if it's funny, I feel like you can literally probably joke about anything. But in this case, it just wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. No. It's like because like. Thing is that I saw the old headlines. Think, like he's recorded that, he's watched it back, <clears throat> he's put it up on Twitter, and thought before he hit send, you know what? This is great. People are going to love this. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that, I think that you, you know you can joke about it, but you got to be funny with it. And I think that he missed the mark um i saw a lot of people giving him shit and the headlines the headlines were you know professional boxer teaches men how to beat their wives essentially and it's like right you know calm the fuck down here like it's not yeah but but uh, by the same token though that's kind of what his kind of was. was yeah you know like and obviously yes you can say he was joking but like the con the actual joke is here's how to punch your wife. You know, there wasn't like, like that joke I told a second ago, which is obviously ridiculous, and of course no one at, at Superbad MMA is for domestic violence, but, you know, that's a joke with a punchline. The punchline of this was literally, here's how to hit your wife a sweet dig. Yeah. Uh, sort of, it was a bit of a swing and a miss um, in that regard for me, but I don't, like, I don't have any any moral problem with him trying to make a joke about something be it'd be different if it was floyd mayweather he's beating his wives doing it do you know what i mean like or javante davis or um war machine or you know Mm. anyone like that it's a bit different um but like with billy joe saunders i think you know it's quite clearly him trying to be funny i think he just missed the mark yeah i've seen all the outrage that he should never box again he should never get over your fucking selves yeah, it's just a stupid joke. I would love... I, even, I suppose the only thing, the only difference is, because I was about to say, we've all been in work environments where we've made probably ill-advised jokes, but they're usually not... The difference is they're usually public. not... Public. Well, not public, but they're not thought out, video recorded, and then posted. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, you can kind of forgive, like... I think the only... The and, like remark. I said, working against him is that he sort of has a history of stupid poorly received videos so he's mm. not helping himself I think, stick to know, boxing yeah I, I think the other issue as well is you know you're saying like i saw a couple of video responses and and to be honest a lot of them from women which is fair enough because i suppose yeah. they in that in that joke were the quote-unquote brunt of it but one of them was like a woman who was like you know 
we are like here's and she had a punch bag and all she basically mimicked this video and was like and here's what you do and i was like oh cute swing a swing a dig at his balls and then she was like you kick him in the motherfucking balls and i was like oh god almighty not this again like but the, the reality the depressing people... i was just yes, gonna say the depressing violence is not funny obviously but like it's not it's it's not a serious video like it's a really shit joke but it's not a genuine yeah something that needs to responded to yeah and the other problem as well you have is that this myth of like kick him in the balls it's like i i implore women to not rely on that as a self-defense tactic because it'd have to be a pretty good shot to get you in the balls uh, well (laughs) a that's number one too because they're so small um i think the problem is that you know that that's preached a lot in like self defense, and it's like yes, and you know hit and run and hope for the best. But like, mm. it would. Ha- I mean, I have only ever been like incapacitated twice with that, and once was in rugby when I was charging a kick down. So oh. I was, yeah, and I stepped forward, and the guy who was kicking the ball lifted me off my feet, oh. and I puked the entire way up the side of the pitch all, like doubled over but I mean that was another guy my size and I mean as clean as a whistle mm-hmm. like someone kicking an American football whap lifted me off my feet and oh. the only other time was once in jiu-jitsu where um, I got like knee cut and the balls and it was like proper down but I think the problem is that, like, I I would hate for a woman to watch that video and then be like, "Oh, I'd be sweet because I just do that." And it's like that isn't going to stop someone, especially not if they're filled of adrenaline. And and I hate I I just hate seeing that as like as somebody that that does martial arts, as somebody that is keen mm. on the idea of everybody having some kind of self defense skill. I would implore any women listening to this to not think that that is like a magic recipe to protect yourself because if that were the case men would do it to each other in fights yeah it's like this do you know what i mean idea that's like an off button you just gotta yeah. hit it and yeah it yeah and it's like now like yeah it'll suck but that man will still run after you he will still get a hold of you and if yeah. he gets a hold of you unless you're very skilled in some form of martial art or self-defense you're you're going to be in a lot of trouble but just because of the physical differences between men and women and yeah. And it was frustrating to see that because, a, as you said, the video didn't really need an actual response. It wasn't, mm. and it wasn't a literal how to, you know. And even if it was, it was a how to throw a hook, you know. Yeah. It wasn't a, you know, that would apply to a, a man hitting a man as well. Um, but yes, I. It's just another time. It's an advert time. Just do BJJ. Everybody mm. should do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, men and women alike. True. Um. Anyway. On to the next one. Just so, looked up as well, just while we were at it. Randy Couture was 46 years young when he scored James Tony. Dude, I'm just sipping on a black coffee here. Like, I don't get how you don't like coffee. Just, ugh. No, just brown poopy water. Well, they say that uh, people that drink black coffee are psychopaths. Yeah. Did uh-huh. you get that from your... I don't know your horoscope reading. No, I read my tea leaves, bro. <laughs> tea leaves um, in your coffee. Apparently, it's, weird. it's something to do with um, apparently uh, like bitter taste profiles. So, like, and I suppose it does make sense for me in terms of 
better taste profiles because I like dark chocolate, I like black coffee, I like Guinness. Like, I do like bitter stuff, but like, I don't, I don't understand why that means I'm more likely to kill someone. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't actually. That's why <laughs> I was saying I don't, I don't know why um, it means that. I don't know. Coffee just doesn't do it for me. Not a big fan of hot drinks. Never in general. Never mind. Coffee. I think I've seen you have one coffee. Yeah. Ever. But it was like it was, one of those girly coffees. That yeah, was it was so like full a of like cinnamon caramel macchiato, yeah, sugar and some cream, gay and stuff. Ninety-eight percent milk. And I've definitely seen you have a few hot chocolates, but they don't count. No, that's just definitely. a winter. That's a winter treat. Absolutely. Especially you treat yourself at Christmas. This weather outside's making me really want to get the barbecue out, but we don't it have is, the food. To I'm just looking out my window. <laughs> it is very bright at the minute, but there is ominous grey clouds coming this way. Not where I am. No. No. Well, they will be going your way soon because that... Um, that is the direction at how the wind go. is going, yeah. And I think I can line it up with where you are. Yeah, you can actually kind of like where you are because you're sort of sticking out the side of the country. Um, you actually probably can pretty much... If you had a good telescope, you could probably see to, to our town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we're both, to those who don't know, we're both from the same town, but you live 25 miles away now. Yeah, I live on the other side of Belfast Lock. So. Which sounds like a, like sounds like not a lot, 25 miles, but in Northern Ireland, like people don't even commute well, that. Well, it's not even 25 miles straight, because obviously you have to drive around the edge of the lock. There's no bridge or anything across, so you have to drive around the edge. I don't know how far across the lock is in a straight line. Probably maybe four or five miles, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Because so. they say from here to Scotland is only like 10 miles or something. You yeah. Know, something ridiculously short. Like you could drive it in no time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anywho, uh, this is how slim the news is. Uh, Ioana Janjacek says she hates the horrific facial injuries she sustained in UFC because she's still a woman and wants to be attractive. <sighs> yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't everyone? I want to be, yeah. I want to be unattractive. I want to people be, fair, to be repulsed by my physical appearance. To be fair, I do. I personally didn't think Joanna was attractive before either. Yeah, she's a funny one because some Loads guys. Loads of people love her. Some guys go nuts over her. Um, she's not. I don't know. She's don't just know. not my type. She's not. She's not an unattractive person. Like I'm not having like. No. I'm trying to have a go at her. She's just not not my type at all. Um, you know, there's there are many many women in MMA that uh, I personally would prefer to do five rounds with. <laughs> well, she's probably just worried because she's trying pretty hard to get that old Instagram model career up and going. Yes, that is very true. Um, I don't I don't understand that either. Like it's easy money, bruh. I, well, I posted if I was a hot chick, I would definitely just live off an OnlyFans page. Like, hot enough that I don't even actually have to show anything. I just whip apparently, up, like, a tease picture every now and again. I'd be like, yeah, you thirsty motherfucker, give me $25 a month. And I'll show you a bit of, I don't know, elbow. <laughs> apparently, Beck Rawlings one is proper filth. Oh, really? Yeah, well, apparently. It's you can like... keep that to yourself. Fuck's sake. Yeah. I can't have to look at that. <laughs> How the, much uh, does a, a bottle of bleach for my eyes cost? Because how does that equate to well, what she's charging? You can't get bleach now. Everywhere's sold out, bro. That's true. You'd have to make up some 
home blinding device then there's loads of people again that like beck rawlings but like i actually put a tweet up right that i felt i felt didn't get enough love and it was a uh, like have you seen valerie laredo recently on on yeah, twitter she's working hard for the thirst so i uh I put a tweet up saying, like, I wonder if, and only if it was done tastefully, would Valerie Loretto consider keeping her clothes on for one of her pictures? And I thought that was, like, a brilliant tweet. And it got, like, one like. And then, like, <laughs> it's, but, always, but then, it's always soul-destroying. You're like, this I know, is isn't the funniest it? shit. This I is the one. With. And then you'll post something else. Like, I posted, so someone uh, posted there, you remember Kelvin Gaslam pantsing himself? Yeah. And I, and I posted being like, you know, uh, this fight was so good that Adesanya... Uh, that people forget that Kelvin pantsed himself. And it got like 30 likes and five retweets. You're going like, wh- why? Why? The other tweet was clearly, clearly funnier. Clearly. Yeah. But, I've just uh, found Beck, Beck Rawlings, OnlyFans. $20 a month. No thanks. How many of those would you need to be getting to earn good money? Like, I'm trying to say. Well, there's an info bar at the top. Now, I don't know. Does a like equate a subscriber? That couldn't. I couldn't possibly. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Which is 30.7 thousand likes. Even if 5% of those. Mm. She could be making a killing off OnlyFans. But this is what I'm saying. If I was if I was hot and female, or a super hot man, which I'm neither. Um, I think you are. Jack and Mel's super hot MMA show. I'm not $20 a month hot. Yeah, maybe like nah. maybe a buck fifty. Two dollars. Two dollars, and it'd have to be showing everything all the time. <laughs> Spread eagle. <laughs> but yeah, no, no thanks. It's an odd world we live in that you can like. There's a whole subculture of people who can make money doing that. Like uh, enough people on the internet think I'm hot enough they want to fuck me that I can charge them money to look at iphone pictures of myself yeah 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 um it's a weird world we live let in us know if you want us to start an only fans <laughs> that would be yeah we absolutely we tasteful tasteful it would be tasteful nudes just side boob and the occasional <laughs> foot picture I, I, I was joking with uh lady mel about all this a while back and i'm saying it's like I'd be totally cool or selling like pictures of her feet or something. Oh, but then, well, so no, weird. no, I wouldn't now because she has a tattoo. But like, I was like, fuck it, like just joking, like she's not, she would never do it. But I was like, you should, fuck it, just because there's weirdos out there who'd pay for it. We should do it. Just two big Sasquatch feet, big hairy One hundred percent. Like, there's there's but, some page and I don't know. We're both size thirteen feet, so yeah. There's bound yeah. to be some. 13 boys out there who want it i'd be like like that bear community just (laughs) wanting yeah 100 percent um so the only other real piece of news well there's one and a half if we want to call it that um it's not facts not even news uh daniel cormier stated that khabib is so good that opponents know what's coming and they still can't stop him yes 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 he is (laughs) it's not really news (laughs) it's It's not really opinion piece this is like the reason it's I'm bringing this piece is. up isn't for us to have something to talk about because we have tons of listener questions, which we'll get to in a minute anyway. We have John Fitch interview coming up. It's to showcase this is what is classified as news right now. Yeah, this well, was posted yesterday. 
You know what's yesterday. you know what is going on in the world? Have you watched Tiger King yet? No, but Mel and I were saying that we're definitely going to watch it. Like, I usually don't watch, you know, the sort of Netflix or whatever, whatever everyone else is watching. Yeah, but I, uh, I bowed to this one. Man, that's crazy. Those guys doing all the math. Uh, yeah, math's a hell of a drug. I think what we need to realize is if you're in the big cats and keeping them, you you're probably fucked up. Well. What's annoying me at the moment is I've seen what I think are spoilers on Twitter, but I don't want to ask anyone in case they are. I'll tell you right now, sense. Carol Baskin killed her husband. The bitch. I, I, I get that this is what but yeah, people are saying, but this is what I'm saying is, see if you're someone that posts on fucking Twitter without putting spoiler first, go fuck yourself. It's not really a spoiler, it's like a 20 year old case. But I know, but it's a twenty-year-old case that ninety-nine percent of the people know fuck all but that's, about. It's not the it's not the actual main narrative of the show. No, but I'm not just saying. I'm talking about in general because I've had a couple of things spoiled for me. Mm. Uh, you know, in the past. Now, different with fights and stuff. I get with sport. That's different. But like, if you're talking about a movie, fuck you if you don't put spoiler at the front of it. Like. You know, because if the word spoiler is at the front, I'm scrolling past it, no matter what it is, just because I don't want anything to get spoiled. The amount of films in my life that I've gone online and had ruined, like Endgame, I haven't watched Endgame. Do you know why? Because Marvel's shit. Well, no, I don't mind Marvel. I don't, I don't, I like, I don't love them. I don't think, I was about to say I hate Marvel, but I don't, I just hate all those, all intertwined, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, look at the camera. Oh, look, oh, Captain America's shields sitting on a desk in the background. Wank, wank, wank over it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. The first Iron Man was great. The first Iron Man is a great film. Beyond that, they get a bit well, golf. The reason I didn't watch... I, I watch all the Marvel stuff, but, like, I watch it once just because I like Marvel Universe. It's not, mm. you know, but I'm, I don't think they're great films I think the films or anything, you know. Off it. Like, I'd be more into the comics. <clears throat> Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm also yeah, not yeah. claiming to be some, you know, Marvel Comic hipster. Yeah, 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 like I'm not that big into it. But of all the sort of superheroes, they're not really, not really my bag. Well, my favorite is Batman, um, and I I have read most of the the graphic novels. And if you haven't, I thoroughly recommend them. They are absolutely phenomenal. Um, like Batman Year One and um, Dark Knight and stuff. It's it's just fucking awesome stuff. But um, Frank Miller as well wrote The Watchmen, which is a great. A Watchmen is novel. great. Well, I I read I actually was one. Well, I hate to be this guy, but I actually read that before. Yeah, saw my, the film. My dad got me the the big graphic Compendium. novel. Yeah, so it's awesome. But the film was. Then, I can't decide if it's. I like it. I liked it. I can't decide if it's underrated or not. Though a lot of big blue penis in it. There really is. That's why you like it. That's why I love it. Um, Just that big. Uh, swinging blue dawn but the reason i haven't watched endgame is because i have guessed what happens because y'all are fucking dickheads oh yeah like you're having a hope like but that's the thing as well that was another thing it seemed especially prevalent with those films and that literally unless you were in the cinema the day it came out spoiled yeah good luck and you know i i'm I'm not even talking about the people who do it intentionally because people are always going to do that Mm. and everyone would be like fuck that guy I'm talking about the people who are just like yeah I'm going to put a fucking tweet up about Forrest Gump you know like 
don't the, you know the assumption that everyone's seen it now of course you and i both have because we my talk often film. yeah it's one of my favorite films um but fucking don't just don't do that like post and be like this film's great you know but you don't, a, don't put spoilers yeah in see there's been a bit of a backlash in recent times about forrest gump <clears throat> why is that and that like we're laughing at people with mental disabilities are we laughing at him? I find his story to be quite the opposite. Yeah, oh no, but people get, people get offended about everything. I, I don't remember laughing at him. Like, there's I'm funny sure there's, moments I'm in sure the film. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that you or I did, but I just remember saying that there was like a bit of a backlash that it was making light of mental health issues or I can't even remember what's... or He's not diagnosed with anything because back then, he, they didn't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, but there's it, it received a bit of revisionist criticism, and I was like, Forrest comes from the best films ever. Yeah, and it's so beautifully shot. I find it the opposite. I find it... Um, I find think it was for, uplifting. Yeah, and empowering to, to people, I think, that, that maybe have special needs in, in some regards, because, um, you know, if you look at his relationship with Lieutenant Dan, and he ultimately saved Lieutenant Dan's life emotionally, and... You know, I'm just looking up, yeah, a couple of headlines. Forrest Gump is a poisonous film. Why we hated Forrest Gump. The problem with Forrest Gump 25 years later. Uh, Forrest Gump 25 years, a bad movie that gets worse. That's I'm like, trying not to, like, give spoilers by being, like, you know, this bit of the film and that bit of the film. But I like, think you're fairly safe. There's a, <clears> a I know, but I would, be a, I would also spoilers. be a hypocrite as well. That's my point. There, there isn't. Like I like like my like Lady Mel hasn't seen Goodfellas. What? Yeah, and she also hasn't seen uh, the Green Mile. What? No, Green... wait, she has. No, she has, but she hasn't read the book. Sorry, that was my bad. But the other one, um, what was it? Uh, she hasn't seen The Usual Suspects. She hasn't seen like loads of big films, right? Yeah. And what I'm saying is that that's okay. Yeah, but, but if, you're not. If you're she were to get gonna, them spoiled, you're not going to stumble across those. And if you do, you probably don't. I have. That's what I'm saying. I have on our Twitter. I've had people fucking put spoilers up from films that thank fuck I've already seen. And on Reddit, don't even get me started. Reddit has ruined so many films and TV shows. From yeah, me. but films that old are sort of cultural phenomenons, and like it is, bits True. of them are ingrained in you know everyday culture or or turns of phrases or, or this that and the other. So like I can forgive that more but if a film if it hasn't got a home release don't be posting about it do you know what film i really want to rewatch because i watched like uh an actor break down his rules and he was in it um donnie darko i haven't seen that in a long time yeah all the emo chicks got wet for that uh, it'll be a back in 2003 or four when yeah. it came out. It was so good, though. Um, we we actually just uh, got back into Modern Family there. We nearly finished the... I love Modern fact, Family. We're up to date on the, the final season. Like It's it's one of the few shows that's never really dropped off. Because the rest of development... It, I think it did a wee bit the last few seasons. No, I haven't seen the newest season. But Okay. Well, the newest season's great. The writing's really good. And what I like about it is you can tell that they're trying to wrap up arcs. You know, they're, they're not leaving, like, loose ends. And they've had options for characters. And you can kind of see yeah. 
you know, um, real, real, and a couple of really sweet episodes as well. But unlike uh, Arrested Development, which is probably my favorite show, yeah, but it dropped off. Well, big. yeah, it did. It also tried to be. It took what made the original three series successful, and then put that on steroids and tried to overcomplicate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's annoying because the first three seasons of Rest of Island are the, you know, one of if not the best TV comedy ever written. But now, when you recommend it, you have to be like, oh, definitely. You used to be able to before they released four and five, be like, it's the best ever. But now you have to give a wee, wee asterisk with we it. We like, them. Now, you know, four and five aren't great, but one to three are the best. It's a bit like people who recommend The Walking Dead. That's what they all, that's what they're up against. Like, I've been, I've tried Keyshore to watch it. recommended me that. I've just no. never nah, given it a chance. don't bother. I watched the first season and went, wow, this is great. Watched the second season and was like, this is pretty good. And was it, it was either the second or the third season. And what I'm sure some of those hardcore fans out there will be like, oh, it was this season, episode two or whatever. But there was a bit where, they went to a farm, mm-hmm. and one of the kids was missing, right? And I'm not going to give, like, a spoiler as to how it all pans out, but essentially that would, what they could have wrapped up in an episode went on for, and I'm not joking, five or six episodes. So I was speaking to a, a Walking Dead fan once in a pub, and I was like, yeah, but then I, they lost me at that bit. They went, yeah, no, that bit was painfully slow. But it picks up again the next season. And then I was like, yeah, but I've heard then, you know, season four or whatever is not great. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, that, that you're right. That there's, there's, an, there's eight episodes yeah, cause in I that season that, that aren't great. I got into that with you and I was like, you need to watch Friday Night Lights. But season two just isn't fantastic. But you got to persevere through it. So it does, it does harm the old recommendations. It does, which is why my recommendation of The Shield, which I have told and will continue to tell everybody, is the best television show ever made in terms of drama slash thriller slash action or whatever. Um, it has, it is seven seasons and it does not drop off. It's quite the opposite. Whenever we were talking about it the other day, I was saying it's like season one, in hindsight, has some corny moments just because I think, in hindsight, it's the characters like finding their role and then mm-hmm. you know sort of they they grew into it as actors or it could be because it came out in 2002 or something you know when it's just yeah. aged it a little bit um but it is seven seasons of an absolute roller coaster and i recommend it to everybody if anyone likes the wire the sopranos breaking bad anything like that like that sort of i didn't really enjoy breaking bad i came to I, it late and with all the hype i just think well maybe it could never have lived up to the hype well i i think it suffers from what we just talked about the first two seasons were dog shit slow and then it got good i don't mind slow as long as it leads to somewhere do you remember the show heroes yes yeah the first couple of seasons the first season of it was so good and it was a long build and it got you really invested and then like shit was about to kick off and then the writers obviously went, oh, people really like this slow build nonsense. Let's do it again in season two. You're like, oh, for freak's sake. I always felt like that in uh, Prison Break. The first season was fucking amazing. And then they got out and it was like, it was like the writers were all looking at each other being like, right, we're um, in prison now. What do we do? Right, <laughs> what, what the hell do we do now? You know, I, th- I suppose. I think it's, it's, it's also, you get lots of that with shows and that like, they'll do more than they should artistically because they're profitable 
that's what I was going to say. It's like, and you'd especially find that I've said this to you before in music. Every band or every good band has no more than three good albums in them, because then after three albums, you've exhausted all your real world sort of like Problems real world life experience. Influence. Yeah, to write about, and then you start writing about from the perspective of being famous, and that's when you you know the whole save the world tracks come out and then they all turn to charity and this cold player the perfect example of that yeah there's a there's only a handful of of people that that i can think of that that's not true for but overall like oh yeah it's not it's you know there there is a definitely exceptions like bruce springsteen for yeah, instance yeah. who's barely released anything bad and in fact i think you could put an argument for that some of his best work came later oh yeah it's not not set in stone, but it generally, I think. No, it's a, it's a solid rule. Yeah. Um, that pretty much wraps up our news, other than we have a couple of birthdays to mention. Yeah. Happy birthday to Donald Cerrone, to Mackenzie Dern, and to Paige Van Zandt. Yes. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Have a great day. I actually did wish Donald Cerrone a happy birthday on Instagram. Just Birthdays are like weird. Him. Well... I don't know, I suppose it sounds tragic, but like, I just never had a big deal made out of birthdays, really. I think mine was to do with uh, my birthdays at the start of August, so you didn't, you didn't do stuff with people from school growing up because everyone's away on their summer holidays, so it sort of comes and goes with, with no fanfare. Yeah, I, I sort of, my parents made a big enough deal out of birthdays but my problem was that nobody liked me in school and they never went to my party i remember having a birthday party a football birthday party that I invited 20 people to and two showed up <laughs> ouch yeah oh i was i did i had a miserable time in school i got bullied really badly I had to move class a number of times just miserable miserable experience and it was shit like that as well like you know and then that spreads around the school you know and then that becomes like you see see how much no one likes you (laughs) like it was actually yeah thanks thanks for having something literally measurable at all yeah yeah exactly now you have proof yeah that i am as unpopular (laughs) as i thought i was yeah um so yeah it was school was fucking shit man i hated it i hated i hated school up until about second or third year and then i just became all about the fun i just like literally always knew it wasn't going to have a nine to five wasn't interested in it so just liked hanging out with people it was probably a horrible distraction to everyone else and then sort of the lower and upper sixth just didn't really go a lot like like an attendance of like 33 percent or something so just rolled in every now and again and i was mainly just to hang out with people in free periods because i picked my subjects so that i got the absolute maximum free periods so i literally just stuck a school uniform on went to school hung out in the in like the sixth form center with people and then went home (laughs) well we um of by the way on our twitter being a seeing who's following and unfollowing which is hilarious you know you can do that oh can you yeah so there's an, like a website called unfollowspy.com and it allows you to see it and like 
so one of them is a guy that has in his like thing i follow back right so he did follow us then he unfollowed us so what i've done is unfollowed him and then refollowed him again to see if he's gonna follow back again to see whether or not he's like actually just an asshole or not (laughs) okay um not that i care like fine doesn't impact us like we have a group of people like great people that we interact with all the time so i don't really give a fuck but it's just interesting to see like because i didn't know you could do it so then i was like okay let's have a look so like yesterday we gained 10 followers and lost two you know but you can see who they are yeah just start messaging them abuse um speaking of which right so we got into a big debate <clears throat> well I say we i um got into a big debate on twitter a guy was talking about um amanda nunez and how he could beat or she could beat um the a lot of the male bantamweight division mm. no uh, no but what I really liked about his I'm not style, out of not out of a sexist way, like no oh, men are better this on the other. But no, physically different. There's, yeah, but there is just there's science to back this up. Yeah, well, yeah. So this is this is what I was getting to was he basically said, "I'm seeing if I can find it here," um, because some of the arguments were verging on the ridiculous. Um, so it started with he. So he said. I train with women and I promise this narrative that they don't hit as hard as men is uneducated. Amanda beats 60% of the men in the bantamweight division. So I was like, no. There's a study done and it's actually really interesting because what the study showed was that male average power during a punching motion was 162% greater than females with the least powerful man still stronger than the most powerful woman. Now, the problem with that is that's obviously average people, but he said, okay, factor in that Amanda has absolutely insane power. And I was like, yeah, but that's exactly the point, is that even with that that study, you know, that study yeah. still applies to them. So he said her uh, many of her male training partners have spoken on as uh, being greater than most men and what your opinion is based off a study uh, that you read on the internet, whereas I'm talking about actual experience on the gym. So it was like, so you're suggesting that your anecdotal evidence trumps my scientific evidence, um, yeah. which obviously is a ridiculous precedent to have. Um, but he said she not only hits hard, she's better technically and has better timing and cardio. But that, that could all that could all be true. Could could all be true, but also negated. So he then posted saying, "She said I'm not saying she beats anyone in the top fifteen, but watch Andre Yule fight and tell me Amanda couldn't win." And within three seconds, I'd respond that she couldn't win. <laughs> and, uh, he said uh, Thomas had never seen such bullshit before with uh, Thomas the Tank gift. So, yeah. um. Fair enough. Respect to the guy. He's stepping into the cage um, uh, himself, so good luck to him. Um, Andre Yule, who beat Henan Barrow. Yeah, I know, Although, right? in fairness, the ghost of Henan Barrow. Yeah, but still. Um, so, the thing is that w- when it comes to arguments like this, neither person will ever know. Like, we won't know, and he won't know. But I worry about how many people... Because we, we heard this with Rhonda. Yeah. We've heard all this before. She could beat up Cain Velasquez. Uh, no, we've heard all of this before. Like, we don't need to have this discussion again. And on top of that, like, you know, he was like, Amanda's a brown belt in judo and a legitimate black belt in BJJ. She would not get mauled in grappling unless she was fighting someone like Cejudo or Aljo. And it's like, mate, like, most of the bantamweight divisions will be purple, brown, black yeah. belts. 
and they will have a tremendous physical exam, uh, advantage. And he said, I, I think she could take a shot. She is excellent at avoiding big shots anyway. And it's like, mate, like, it's every shot it's is going to be same. a big shot. Yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, you know... Like, Do you notice how this this argument never comes from fighters? But the, Well, yeah, and that's the thing, is he said, you know, about how he trains. And I felt like I didn't play the card, but I felt like being like, yeah, mate, so do we. Like, yeah. so do I. You know, like, I've had two cage fights. You're about to have yours. You know, you'll have a great time. Good luck. But, you know, I, I get it. Like, I've trained with... Like, I've sparred with... Um, I'll not name names, but a, a prolific kickboxer here. Mm-hmm. And super talented. Oh, yeah, Peace, yeah. Pieced me up. But that's the thing. Like, saying this doesn't diminish talent or skill, this mainly comes down to there's just a massive physical difference would she kick the shit out of jew public oh yeah 100 million percent and this is where people get this wrong a highly trained female combat sports athlete and of any type whether it's grappling or kickboxing if you don't know what you're doing you will get your shit pushed in yeah and your ego smashed so quickly like the girl I was talking about, you know who it is I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, um, that I was sparring with, is champion kickboxer and all. Pieced me up. Actually yeah. pieced me up. Super skilled, super talented. Could she have knocked me out? I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so, but possibly. You know, yeah. would, she hit, would she hit hard enough to? Maybe. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that somebody else in our gym who is a better striker than than myself, who has very limited experience. You know, she's been striking since she was a kid. She's, you know, is a champion in her craft. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not Joe regular, but I can tell you that the men in our gym that were our high level would kick the fuck out of her. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and it's... It's a weird dynamic, this conversation to have with people, because you can get accused of being sexist, despite the fact that it's just a biological, biomechanical thing that you're talking about. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like, you guys' argument was that she would beat elite UFC fighters. So not only are they the elite of the elite skill-wise, it's also physically, like, the bone structure, muscle mass... Fast twitch muscle fibers, like it's just, it's not, it's not much of a competition. Now, if you could create a fictitious world or scenario where you could transfer both sets of skills into two equally, you know, balanced robots to fight each other, then yeah. yes, there could be an argument that skill wise, I'm sure there are many. Uh, well, I know there is many. Uh, more technically talented female fighters because especially as like the heavier up in the male divisions like we've seen horrendous uh technical work from you know low level heavyweights or you know top 15 or in fringe top 15 heavyweights and there's female fighters obviously who are far more skilled but it's Mm -hmm. just it's the physical differences man you just can't make make that up and that's you know men and women the same size or even smaller than each other so but that's the thing too like about you know that anecdotal evidence it's like unless you're talking about you know colby covington saying that well not even because you wouldn't believe him but you know 
if you're talking about two blogs being like Amanda Nunes cracks so much harder, well, yeah, obviously because she's a fucking high level athlete, she's gonna crack harder than you with your six months training hitting some pads. Do you know, like, yeah, the, it it's scalable and like, the, like I said, I don't want anybody listening to mistake this or get this wrong. Any female UFC fighter probably gonna beat the shit out of you unless you are trained in some form of martial art and to a decent level. Like, I think people have the wrong idea where they think that this physical thing that we're talking about, the differences, mean but, that yeah, and the, the, women can't on the, beat the physical men up. thing as well, it's like, it's not just training as well, it's f- physically. If you're a guy rolling off the sofa, you know, or you do train a bit of jujitsu or something, but you're out of shape as well, like, yes, they will maul you. Yeah. But if you're a physically in shape guy... Like good luck. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but the you know the people I think mistake this argument for the men. You know, if men and women are physically different, that saying that women can't beat men up, that is just simply not true. That is not the argument. The argument is that they cannot beat up other UFC fighters. That's just not gonna happen. No. And then you the the waters get muddy too because you have. You know, Jermaine, Jermaine Durand, me, who sparked that guy, and it's like, yeah, but like, who was he? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, and and also like, I don't want to say it was luck, because it wasn't, but you know, if you if you get clipped, you get clipped, and you know, if you if you run two fights or if you run one fight over a hundred times, you know, you can get a hundred different results. You know, no fight is going to look the same every time, and mm. it's not to take anything away from her. It's just to say that like you just. You don't know what level that guy was at. You don't know anything like that. Like, yeah. do you know? I also don't get why we have to compare. No, like they com- they they compete separately, so there, there's no point. Just allow, you know, just allow Amanda Nunes to be the best, without having to go. Yeah, well, men are the same size with Stover, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. So um, we, I suppose, could probably get to our listener questions, really. Um, we should probably just, talk about Mr. Joe. Oh, shit, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so to those who don't know, well, actually, fuck it. Everyone knows he got arrested again for an OWI, which is operating vehicle under the influence or something, or OUI. Or operating while intoxicated. Operating while intoxicated, that's it. Um, he also shot a gun off. Um, just as you do. Yeah. Pow, pow. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say. Like anyone that's listened to this podcast for any period of time knows that I don't like John Jones. I respect the hell of him. He is well, not as a person, as a fighter. Um, he is the goat. Um, but fucking hell, I think he could now be the biggest waste of talent we've ever seen, and that is a ridiculous thing to say considering what he has achieved and considering CM Punk. So sheer waste of talent that. Is it a waste of talent? Was CM Punk a waste of talent? Yeah, of course. If you'd given him just another five or six chances, he might have might have really turned into something like you know. <laughs> I actually watched um, that fight uh, yesterday. Oh, so bad. Which one? The goal? The goal one? No, no. The the Mike Jackson one. Oh. It somehow looked worse. It's ah. Oh, anyway, John Jones. Right. He's gonna lose so much of his career. He's got like what nine defenses, and just think what he, if he hadn't have fucked up if he hadn't have been suspended for you know accumulatively years at this point how many he'd have how good he would be how much better his records would be it's crazy it is 
baffling how he can be so glib with it. And I know people, and we, we've had discussions with obviously lots of people about this and, and friends and everything. And the common thing is, why doesn't he just have, you know, why don't the people around him stop him? And my theory is that the people around him are essentially at this point enablers. Everyone who's ever left Jackson's over the last five years has said that because they've left because they don't get attention anymore and essentially the gym revolves around John. John, yeah. John um, Jones. John Jones essentially signs the checks. He sets the schedule. Um, you got to keep John happy. So Which, no one- to an extent, you can, if you are Jackson's, you sort of have to as well, though. But it's just... To an extent, but like the self harm this guy's doing, and to others, let's not forget, um, is is now like drastically out of control. Um, I would question the integrity of people who it's more important that they get their paycheck than than deal with a man who obviously has many many problems, both addiction and. It's just a sociopath, it seems, as well. Like, yeah. it's just, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't even know what you do with him. Like, we we were talking about this off air. Like, he needs. It's it's weird. He needs jail time or something. Like, he needs to be taken out of the environment. That if he's able just to apologize again, brush this under the carpet, and go back to doing what he's always done, it is just a matter of time. There's no incentive to change. There's no one around him pushing him to change. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time before something happens again or he does something even worse and it ends really badly for him or someone else. Yeah, so this is the problem that I have with it where you've seen, I've seen a lot of people almost white knighting him. You know, oh, he's cleared. I will, I refuse to comment on it because he's clearly struggling and has mental health issues. Yeah, I get that and it's probably true, but... When your actions start to affect other people, this is something that I actually have personal experience with where I was I have had some pretty severe mental health issues and jiu-jitsu really helped me to come to terms with a lot of it. Um, and part of me getting in any way better was starting to accept how my behavior or how my thought processes were affecting other people. Yeah, And for me to do that, that... You know, I had to self-criticize, but I also had to talk to my friends and, and get their opinions on things. And, you know, to an extent, that is part of what, if he is mentally unwell, that's actually ironically part of what he needs to do, is he needs to start looking at all of the shit that he's getting online and look at it honestly and frankly and say to himself, do I have a problem? Instead of... And if he has a substance abuse problem, that needs dealt with. And it's not a lo- it's not okay to... Well, I'm not going to judge him because he's obviously got a substance abuse. Yeah, okay. And what if he had a shot someone by accident and killed them or well, run for all we knew over? that was his intention. Yeah, you know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to get, you know, say, well, maybe he was trying to kill someone, but you know, you don't know what his intentions were. But loads of people were. have been coked up and done something by accident. You know, your thought process obviously isn't clear. I was coked up and got in the car and accidentally run some over and killed him. What would we be going? Ah, well. Don't judge poor John because, you know, he's obviously got a substance abuse problem. It's okay yeah. to say it in this scenario because... Nothing happened. Nothing... Ultimately. Nothing ultimately happened. Yeah, no one was hurt. 
but but, it, but someone has been in the past. But that's the thing. It's like it's this constant. It's a pattern. A pattern, and he is obviously just an enabling system around him because there's no, like I said before, there's no incentive to change. Why would I change? I'm fucking John Jones. I said sorry. I did two minutes in rehab once. I came out, went back to where I was, smacking fools about. Uh, yeah. Everyone at Jackson sucks my dick. Um, life is rosy. Here, I'll stick a Bible verse up on Twitter, and we're all good. Like it, it is literally a holding pattern. Well, I told you before that I never believed this holier than I act. I thought it was bullshit. Um, I thought that he was full of it, and I thought he was using religion. It's like a, it's like a defense mechanism for him. It seems. Well, it's part. It's part of the like you know like a deflection. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not going to get into this on air, but like mm-hmm. you know some of my family history mm-hmm. and it's one of the issues that i had personally dealt with before which was someone using religion as a well i don't need to answer to you because god will forgive you mm-hmm. know and it, there is like you know if if you are religious there is an onus on you to ensure that that you don't fall for that trap because that's not to my understanding how it's supposed to work um you know and and that, well, that's no, something it, that it i feel that john someone, who's, someone who has studied it it's it, if you have that view, it it then becomes something similar to, well, I don't need to look both ways when I cross the road because I will be guided. Like, having faith doesn't absolve you of accountability or responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what John has been doing. You know, like, it's out of my hands. God is, is testing me, which may well be true, but it doesn't absolve you of of how you react to it. Yeah, yeah. And and I think And if he truly problem... believes that, like he has said before, then do something about it. Don't I just think... go back to the same old same old pattern. If I'm if I have a Coke problem and me and you are doing Coke and you're selling me Coke while we're partying and I get busted for it and do two minutes and apologize to all those around me be a bit weird if I just, you know, started hanging back out with you again at the same places. Which is what he it's, is doing. It seems to be what he's doing. It's an odd one because... And loads of fighters got accused of being bitter and spreading shit when they left Jackson's. Um, But it's all sort of... It's now all being reinforced. It's all, all is coming to, to the light again. Yeah, I mean, it does pose questions about Jackson's, but I think the issue with John Jones is that until he can actually, well, he still have, we still haven't heard from him about this, no. and I can only assume the reason for that is because it's probably been told. What can do he not po- talk to yeah, anyone? What can he possibly say about it? Um, I am disappointed to be have been reading recently that it looks like he may not actually go to jail, which I'm disappointed for because. I think that was he not John Jones, he'd be in jail Hell already. Yeah. Um, and I am disappointed that he. There's even a chance that he may not. I think that he certainly needs to spend enough time in in jail to. And this is the thing: we come from a, a country where there is two types of prison systems. Essentially, um, there is a deterrency based system and there is a rehabilitation based system. So the American system is predicated on the idea that it's not a pleasant experience it's not supposed to be you are supposed to be deterred from going to jail by the idea of going to jail in the hopes that that deterrent will stop you from committing the crime mm-hmm. as we're our system here and in most of the parts of europe as well it's predicated on the idea that 
this is shit that you've ended up in jail. You're not supposed to go here. We didn't want you to go here, but now that you're here, we're going to do our best to rehabilitate you to the best that we can. Now, we get a lot of grief in this country from internally about reoffense rates, but our reoffense rates are super low compared to somewhere like America. Um, you know, uh, and I think the reason for that is because deterrency doesn't work. Uh, however, in this instance, it's maybe the best place for John because he can actually you're left to contemplate yeah you know and I think that the I personally believe that the reason that some of the systems fall down in America is let's say you're John Jones and you go to jail it's very different to Joe Bloggs who's gone in because Joe Bloggs when he thinks about what he's done yes he might go I've made mistakes I need to put that right and he'll come out and be in no position to put anything right because he maybe doesn't have a job he maybe doesn't have money he maybe doesn't have much of a family left you know whatever it may be it's a completely hypothetical situation but with John Jones he can literally go to jail think about what he's done and do whatever he wants when he comes back out with that information he is in a close to unique situation to essentially have some isolation and have a really hard look at himself and conversation with himself um i don't like the guy at all um i hope that if he has issues he gets them resolved i want to see him fight i don't want to see him not fight like i i me not liking him isn't yeah. me not respecting his ability to fight or wishing any of this upon him. Oh yeah, that said, same, yeah. I when I put like when we posted on Twitter about it, it's like fuck this guy. You know, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't really care either way in that regard. Where like if he doesn't get his shit together, well, that is one of the biggest wastes in sports. Yeah, I, but history. I also think he's used up all nine lives with people. Well, yeah. actually, you know, evidently he hasn't because there's still people will defend him to the death, which seems mental. That you're that fanboyed up that you'll be able to excuse or pardon behavior like that. Yeah, it is odd. And the one, the argument I find really odd is that he's above reproach. That how dare you say something about him? You know, it's like no, that's not. He is certainly open no, to criticism. I don't think anyone's above reproach, in, in my opinion, anyway. I hope he gets his shit together. Um, but if he doesn't. I just hope that we don't have a long, My big drawn fear out thing. for him is that if this cuts his career short, what is he going to be like after he's done? Because you, you, like, you imagine the high you get and the adrenaline rush from fighting. So he has that in his life at the highest of highs. You know, sold out arenas, world title fights, massive build ups. If you take that out of his life, what is he going to fill that void with? Crack cocaine. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, we we could be looking at a very sad story of a man in his 40s who's spunked all his money away and has a severe substance abuse problem. And if that is the case, though, this is why I think it is of the utmost importance that he does go to jail. Um or, well, no, no, I was going to say, or rehab. I don't think that it rehab needs to be works f- if you don't want it. But that's, the, yeah. Like, sure, he already technically went to rehab, but was literally in it for, what, like 40 minutes or something ridiculous? That's, I don't know, man. Sure, his manager sat his USADA yeah. thing for him. Like, the guy clearly has a bunch of yes-men around him, and... And personally, I think that the the time has come for him to actually start to face the music. And and unfortunately for John, I think that 
facing the music is going to involve losing a lot of fans. Um, he ran out of goodwill with me a long time ago. I never believed him. I never liked him. Um, cause you, I think initially you were a bit softer on the approach than I was. I've always been a bit harder on him. Um, I think. Um, but I just I, we talked about this on was it either last week's podcast? Or podcast well, I think or, my my approach is you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool you me know. three or four times, as you now have. Then yeah, then shame on everyone. A, you're just an asshole. But so. I. Uh, I think that my, like what we talked about in the podcast a bit back was I just have this like gut thing with some people and I, and I don't oh yeah I don't think I don't think anyone I think you're if you have a gut feeling that deep down John's a good guy I would uh, you know you might want to reassess your your viewpoints on certain things and people because there is not that vibe there's not even a vibe of a it's weird to say troubled sort of individual you know a guy who's struggling it's i think he's reckless and arrogant if anything at the minute mm. um and it's gonna take something i think it'll it, it will take something massive like doing some proper jail time to sort of sort this guy out because like i said if it's just another slap on the wrist there's no deterrence there's no there's no need to change things up because sure yeah i can do that i can send out an apology i can you know have a wee heartfelt moment in the press conference and the world keeps turning um so i don't know i whether he will get jail time or not remains to be seen um we put up the other day if the legal proceedings get drawn out which i'm sure they will although we're all, we all know he can't fight at the minute anyway with the old coronavirus situation and all that but if not then i think there's a a number of contenders that you could essentially have a mini tournament structure yeah to to get a viable champion back in there but the sad thing is i mean don't get me wrong i hope he turns it around but it's going to take more than that it's going to take a sustained approach afterwards for anybody to buy it because he has you know bitten the hand which feeds a couple of times um but there's, you know, there's a big money storyline there of redemption again if he yeah. goes away and comes back. True, true. Um, I think we should probably get on to answering some of our lovely listener questions. Um, so first one up was, it's not so much of a question, but uh, at MMA Debates was saying about, you know, had we talked about the idea of John Jones versus Izzy? Um, no, we hadn't. I think the chances of it happening now are slim to absolute zero. Um, Joe, Jones wrestle fox him. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, see, lots of people are. Izzy's the new hot shit on Twitter. He's the new John Jones. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I just I think John could. Whether he does or he doesn't, I would imagine John trips him and has a huge advantage on the ground he is a physically much larger person than izzy and i know people will they always whip up the footage of izzy knocking that guy dead fighting at 95 kilos or whatever in glory which is fair enough but i just think physically especially across the the wingspan and the upper body uh john is just a much see larger human being 
sorry, I had some technical difficulties there. So what I was actually saying was the Adesanya one's a funny one, right? Because and I saw a guy tweeting it and breaking it down really quickly. And it's like, you can and you can't do this. So the Rob Wilkinson fight, fair enough. The Marvin Vittori fight, super close, super yeah. close. Um, the Brad Tavares fight, impressive, but it's Brad Tavares. You know, he's not an uh, elite guy. He's Derek Bronson won. being elite. Uh, yes, well, well, I don't... At this point... He's close to it. I don't think he ever will be. I think we've had that chance, but... Um, Derek Bronson, you know, he's almost become a meme at this stage. The Anderson Silva ah, fight, that's you know... way too mean about poor Derek. I know, but it's true. And uh, the thing is as well, like, this isn't... Like, I'm not regurgitating my own opinion. Like, this is mm. what I saw someone tweet, and it was kind of... I thought it was an interesting point. The Anderson Silva one, you know, he didn't manage to put Anderson away. The Gastelum one, Gastelum's five foot nine. Whitaker, there's an argument that he's wrecked after the two Romero fights, and the Romero fight, there's an argument he lost. Now, mm-hmm. that is not my opinion, but I can kind of, to an extent, see merit in it to a bit. You know, in that it's almost like the same run that Connor had to the belt. Yeah, there's lots of circumstantial stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I believe that Izzy is super legit. And, you know, of course he is because he's got the belt. But there is also external factors there. The Gaslam fight was also, you know, I say it was close. It was competitive. It was competitive. Yeah. Um, the the Whitaker one's the interesting one because, you know, we we don't really know how he's going to be. You know, it's also difficult to say, oh, but, you know, his chin's gone because you don't know that yet. Yeah, we need a bigger sample size. But the reason I'm bringing that up is, imagine what John Jones would do to every single person on that list, mm. with the exception of maybe Romero. Yeah, I think Whitaker would be too small to go up again. Um, but yeah, I just think. I just I would favor Jones. There's I've seen more of him against more elite competition. Well, I saw people saying, you know, like oh, he wouldn't wrestle him. You know, Romero couldn't. It's like Romero had great success they're, whenever he they're, did. They're entirely different types of MMA grappler. Like when we, yep. you know, yes, obviously Romero is an outright way better wrestler in exclusively wrestling, but John with the size and leverage and trips and and then the grappling on the ground it's just it's a different beast yeah it's a 100%. fight i want to see but i would favor um i would favor john on it yeah no 100 percent. um so yes thanks to at mma debates for that so you and lavender uh, at lavender mma tweets build the perfect mma striker based off the following right hand left hand right leg left leg movement and chin okay Let's do this together then, brother. Um, Here, is your microphone definitely coming through okay? Because I'm here in, like, room. Is it definitely... Should be. Let me just double check. This is the joy of having to... No, I'm not getting that. That's not coming through there. So this is is the joy of us having to record separately now. Um, It's got a bunch of challenges that we don't normally have to contend with. We actually got some good feedback on last week's episode, which was good for us because 
we were unsure as to what it would be like recording a podcast separately um you know like we're not in the same room well last week was the first time we'd had to do that so yeah no it says microphone input is still my microphone okay well we'll carry on then because it'll be recording anyway so perfect mma striker based off the following right hand left hand uh right leg left leg movement and chin so right hand of francis and gano yeah left yeah. hand of francis and gano <laughs> yeah. left hand of poof. might pick romero Mm. Nah, I'd want a more technical striker than Romero. But it's just his hand, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's not even attached to an arm. <laughs> um, left leg's got to be crew cop. Oh, 100%. 100%. And right leg of Barbosa. I was going to say Barbosa or Aldo. We'll go Barbosa. Oh, Aldo. 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 Get that sweet leg kick going. Movement. Dominic Cruz. John Dodson. Really? Yeah. His movement's the only thing that actually makes him a great fighter. Oof, harsh. Um, no, I said the only thing that makes him great, not the only thing that makes him good. Movement. Anderson Silva? Did it? Uh, yeah, well, you could, I suppose you could put an argument forward for Izzy, I suppose. Izzy, yeah. Uh, Izzy's put an argument or... forward for his movement? No. No, he's Orthodox. not. Orthodox. Um, what other what other categories do we have? So, uh, hands, legs, movement, and chin. Chin. Mark John Hunt. Jones. Mark Hunt. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hunt. Well, has he not been knocked out a couple of times though? Yeah, but like late, like late, late, late into his career. Like, well, Melvin Manhoof beat him out, or, uh, sparked him out early. Mm. Well, no one is, no one is exempt. But that's what I'm trying to think of. Is there someone? Like, I don't chin? know if I don't well, know John, if John Jones. I don't know if John Jones has a great chin, or he just doesn't get hit that often. Mm, true. Whereas I can, I know it's like Roy Nelson and Mark Hunt have got cracked by massive heavyweights. Lots. You could put an argument forward for Engano again. Has he really been cracked by anyone? Well, he got the piss beat out of him by Stipe and didn't so much as get wobbled. Like I was, he got humped for five rounds. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like he had some clean shots and didn't even so much as look phased. And we've also never seen him look remotely. I'm not backing down. Hunt. Okay, fair enough. Got to give that chin to Hunt. Knees. Uh, Can we give knees to Overeem? Yeah, let's give the knees to Overeem and the elbows to Ferguson. Ooh, yeah. Or you could even put John Jones' elbows in there, maybe. Yeah, he could, but I, his elbows are going to be in jail soon, so probably it's better Ferguson. having Ferguson, just for that reason. Left hands. This was the obvious one. People would be like, Connor? Mm, I'm just not sold on Connor's left hand. I'm just not I, sold. I think, yes, I think it's great. I don't think it has the myth, mythical power, which people say no, it is, but it, it is. it is his accuracy. But his accuracy, so. I'm, and timing. I'm okay having Connor's left hand. Okay, let's do it. Who did the settle on movement? Silva? Um, no. Izzy, maybe? Izzy. I'm trying to think. TJ Dillashaw? Dominic Cruz? Cruz would be up there. But is Cruz's movement super good? Or is it 
like it's unorthodox so that's what it's gonna say because the thing is that like i don't think it would work with all the other attributes we've given this this Garbrandt kind of you know Garbrandt shut him down completely Mm. you know and and i wonder has he been figured out now to an extent you know not obviously not completely but i think movement i think you're right is is izzy because he slides in and out of the pocket and changes you know southpaw and orthodox all the time fluid yeah very very fluid he's got fluid Mm. um okay so there you go ian um we haven't named our fighter but we'll call him maximus thunder maximus thunder yeah i like it um so snowdragon underscore has a few questions for us one is if Stefan Struve is a long neck and Yul Romero is a Triceratops, what's that make Clay Guida? We'd love to hear any other dinosaur and fighter comparisons. Well, first off, Clay you Guida are, is a Pachycephalosaurus. I, well, before you even, or before I even got a chance to say, it, you are dinosaur mad. Yep. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that dinosaur was that you just said. It is a hard dome-headed herbivore mid-sized uh, <laughs> scrappy not okay. you know can take a shot chinny as the opposite of chinny strong chinned strong chinned it's because the dome is me it's like a solid skull you know bone dome over their mm-hmm. head and instead of the way our heads attached to a spine it is fluid motion. It's locked in place, so it makes like a battering ram with its head, that's, and that's its defense mechanism. And it's not that's too big. Impressive. It's but could put up a fight. Excellent. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. A long neck. I'm assuming that that a long neck is a Diplodocus, right? Yeah, or a Brachiosaurus or something. Yeah, a Brontosaurus even. Um, yeah, well, I suppose is Struve one of those? Well, I suppose he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah, I suppose kind of has to be. For some reason, I think Shane Burgos has a long neck. I know he has like spinal rods from some like childhood condition or or accident. He strikes me as a guy that has like something about his frame that he'd he'd be. If we're gonna give Struve the the Brachiosaurus, I think we go Brontosaurus for for Shane Burgos. Yeah, it's an odd one because he's not tall. You, yeah, you'd you'd imagine. Um, Khabib mm. has to be a pterodactyl, right? Yeah, just because of the eagle and. But then, would he be like some? Would he maybe be like a, you know, like a Spinosaurus or, you know, one of the heavier set creatures? I like to keep my alpha predators for heavyweights, but oh, I dig it. But see where Spinosaurus, it's debatable whether it is an alpha predator, as people know it from Jurassic Park three, and they got it all wrong in that film. It's actually probably doesn't even eat uh, anything but fish. <laughs> I love how much you know about dinosaurs. But when you think about it, if you look at its skull shape, it's very crocodilian. And its nostrils are high up towards its eye sockets, so they reckon that it sort of it fed on fish because it's big, long arms comparative to other, you know, alpha carnivores. So they reckon it uh, dipped its head into a flowing river 
could, yeah, could, but no, but could leave it there, leave its snout in the water because its nostrils were out of the water because they were that high up, and it would wait for essentially fish to swim through the open mouth and then snap it shut. That's amazing. What about uh, Kabi being an ankylosaurus? Yeah, a wee armored tank. Yeah, like a wee hard shelled tank beast. That would be my yeah my mm. guess for a Khabib. Um I'm trying to think if there's any others really. I mean, who would be? I mean, Ngannou's going to be the T Rex, isn't he? Well, it's got to be the champ. It's got to be Stipe. Stipe, Stipe, big T Rex. Yeah, because Ngannou's something like a Giganotosaurus, which looks like a T Rex, but is actually slightly bigger. It's just not as well known. But it's not the champ. The notoriety comes with being the champion. And the T-Rex is obviously the most notorious. Is the T-Rex, though, is that was it actually the dominant? Well, in its... Uh, in North America, yes. All the other sort of really large carnivores were South American and at different times. Right, okay. And Spinosaurus was... Uh, found in Africa, or what is now Africa. We're going to have to give the Stegosaurus to Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy? Yeah, just the hair. Mohawking it up. Yeah, he got to. Yeah, okay. Um, and so what, what was it that the dragon said? The Your Romero is a Triceratops? I'd probably agree with that. I could see that. Izzy is a... Hmm. A velociraptor. I was going to say he's a velociraptor, but he's only like the Jurassic Park depiction of a velociraptor. In real life, a velociraptor is about the height of your knee and a bit more like a chicken. Right. Okay. So he's like the traditional velociraptor type then? Well, I would say he's like a Deinonychus, which is what the raptors in Jurassic Park were actually modeled off. Okay. I dig it. And what about the. Elasmosaurus, who we got for for that big long necked water bad boy? Mm. Ben Rothwell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can kind of see it because you're sort of almost going narwhal esque, plodding. Yeah, I dig it. So that'll wrap up the dinosaur talk. Uh, impressive how much you know about them. Um, so uh, Snow Dragon also says, "What do you believe?" is the most important base to have in MMA. Nowadays, some kids are training MMA rather than just a single discipline. Excluding this, which discipline do you believe provides the best base for MMA? It's got to be phenom level BJJ or college wrestling. Yeah, I would still probably lean towards wrestling because just the takedown game is different. If you've got phenom level BJJ, it nearly needs to be phenom level noogie. BJJ, yeah. yeah. Whereas you know wrestling, you've got the singlet, so it's not real. You know, it's not comparable to wearing a gi, for example. Um, but you could argue that the best base in MMA now is MMA because that's just it's its own sport. That's the way it is now. Yeah, you can I do. Go and train. I think the problem you have with that is that you will then come come against a guy who is an elite college wrestler and get your shit pushed in because well, I as don't much know because he will have gaps this is the thing we are literally I know everyone used to say oh well Rory McDonald is the first guy but we haven't really seen a generation of guys who've Sage Northcutt just done MMA but he wasn't really he was karate first yeah 
we need to see a few guys who are MMA first, you know, rather than like, well, I did MMA after I did a bit of karate or just think, judo or this, that, and the other. I think that a specialist with a well-rounded skill set always wins out over, you know, whilst I agree that it's important. Well, I don't know if I don't know if they do because if you look at who's who the champions are, like very few of them are Stipe, who's a Golden Glove state champion boxer. Yeah, but he's also Adesanya, who's a world champion kickboxer. John Jones. Yes, no, no, I'm not well saying. You know, but I, that's what I said. I said you have to be a specialist who is well rounded, and you will win out over a. I just think there's. I just think MMA there's very. Fighter. I just think there's very few speci- specialists who are well rounded. Like I wouldn't even count Stipe as being. Like it's not like he was a pro boxer level, you know. Mm, true, but I think for I wouldn't say Stipe's a, a boxing specialist. I think I would uh, in I his think he's, game. I think his, his level game. of wrestling's as you know as, as good or just or you know nearly comparable. So I don't think he's a specialist there. I think out of his game, that would be his specialty. But I don't think that he is a quote unquote specialist boxer. I suppose, but um, I don't know. It's a tough call because, as you said, like you, we need to see more of the MMA trainees flew through yeah i think it's i think it's a still a grappling sport first and foremost and like if you have the threat Sambo. or you can take someone to the ground it does you know you can be a specialist kickboxer but if you're on your back it literally means nothing yeah that is 100 percent true um i don't know i say yeah i still sort of think wrestling is is king barely but it is, it's, you need to get as well-rounded as early on as possible. True that. Uh, Snowdragon underscore says, how many Demetrius Johnsons would it take to beat Francis Ngannou? The answer is two. Two, yeah. I think, well... Like one one to distract him and the other to climb his back and choke him. Or they could attack his legs or... Are they... This is the thing though, like could he literally just manhandle them like no because they're still they're it's demetrius johnson yeah. like we're still yeah. super high level at everything but like would he literally just come up to his waist <laughs> like, it's it's yeah but if there's if there's more than one of them it's divide and conquer just attacking limbs two would be my imagine guess. both going for like imanari rolls and a filthy heel hooks Two would time. be my guess. I would. I two would to say three. Worst case scenario would be three if he can swing a big clothesline on the way in and wipe one of but them. But they'll be the so much faster fucked. than him. I know, but like, but like Rocky chasing chickens. But imagine if he just swings a big overeem uppercut from the hip. But just, he has to has to hit him. But this is what I'm saying is I think that if Demetrius Johnson were to grab onto one of his arms, I I I think he might just be able to like wing him off. I don't know that. And that's why I'm saying. Believe it, just I, get him and come back for more. Tenacious until Demetrius. I would, I would hazard a guess and say two, but at a push, the worst case would be three. I think two elite, like the most elite fighter you can get. You know, you can argue, but technically, two of the of that person should beat any human on earth, regardless you of would, size. You would think so. Um, so the last question from Snowdragon was. Mel, what are two things you can beat Jack at? And Jack, what could you beat Mel at? Um, that's a good question. Pizza eating. 
oh you'd beat me in competitive eating and not exclusively pizza i would yeah. i would imagine i think i could give it's a, maybe a, a career option for me <laughs> could be um i think you would beat me at crash bandicoot speed runs hell yeah um at crash team racing speed runs anything crash bandicoot related or abe's odyssey related yeah uh you'd probably beat me at Ten well we know bowling, sport we games. Knew, yeah you'd beat me at 10 pin bowling we knew that i would beat you in the ufc game yep um but that's games like everyone has a game that you can yeah pick. i mean like yeah there's probably i reckon like- i reckon i'd probably beat you at golf I don't know. I've never, I've never seen you play, and you've never seen me play. So, I played in school. Like I was okay. Like played well, off eighteen at one stage. Like yeah. no, well, but that yeah. was I probably not now. Like yeah. I haven't, haven't played in a long you time. Would but beat me at. I beat you at snooker. Yep. You'd be. Um, I'm trying to think. Guitar yeah. things like guitar. Yeah, I have pretty shit dexterity. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I assume that. See, video yeah. like you said, video games are too easy because there's yeah, probably every twenty got... each, which we whip yeah, each other yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then sports is a tough one because, like, there's sport. Like, I played a lot of snooker growing up. I played quite a bit of golf. Like, like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's different because you know, it's like it's what like what what do we both do? Like, you'd probably beat me in jiu-jitsu. And you'd you'd probably beat me in a fight as well. So, um, what about loving? Who would love each other harder? Oh, that's impossible to tell. <laughs> how do you how do you uh, immeasurable? How do you, how do you measure it? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like that's it. It is a good question. I maybe need to think more about that. And something will probably come to me the second we finish the podcast. We don't want to beat each other. This no. is a, this is a team effort. Why are you trying 100%. to divide us? This is yeah, that's it. Just, this is a divisive just question. Trying to divide and conquer, yeah. You know, with the comments about the dog, and I was just trying to like turn me against you. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for the question, Snow Dragon. Much love. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, they weren't feeling very well, so yeah. much, much uh, love from the Super Ad MMA show. So let's see. We have a couple more questions. Um, Andrew Lennon Miller at Andrew Lennon Mi Three. Uh, that's L-E-N-N-O-N said if you could mirror match a fighter who would it be so fighter versus fighter who would you want to watch I would worry that doing that would just like, be like right. yeah or he's like oh, he's got to throw the left hand behind that yeah because the logic would be like whoa Anderson Silva versus Anderson Silva you know that's 15 minutes of nothing yeah yeah <laughs> go on um, throw throw no you throw <laughs> Mark Hunt two Mark Hunt oh. Yeah, to Mark Hunt. Yeah, because you know that they're like they're, they're coming. They're going to fight regardless. Yeah. Someone's going to slap. I reckon that ends first round double knockout. Two <laughs> no, uppercuts. No, that's, that's you have to do a main event. That's five. That's twenty five minutes and a draw every round ten ten. Ah, uh, but it, like of both of them getting the piss beat yeah, out of them by the other bad. Mark Hunt. Yeah, yeah. No, Mark Hunt v Mark Hunt would be fun. Um, and Gani and Gani. Oh, yes, good grief. Yes, that would be great. Um, speaking of, um, we had a question from Sinister Story, which is at Evan317, who said... Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's the wrong question. It was uh, 
MMA facts at Thomas Alnut A L N U T T three one five on Twitter. He said, "What do you think of the Francis and Ganu fight, and do you think it'll take place at two forty nine? First of all, I like the fight. Yep. I think Ngannou walks it. I don't know if he walks it, but I heavily favor him. It depends on if Rosenstroik is as in like I mean the only what we can base it on is they've both fought Alistair Overeem." Um, and Overeem beat Rosenstrike for 24 minutes and 50 seconds or whatever. Um, yep. Overeem is technically a better striker than Ngannou, but obviously then just threw the game plan out the window. Um, well, you know whether he's intimidated or panicked with with Ngannou's power. So I think a lot of that depends on how Rosenstrike approaches it. If he's not intimidated by the power or the, the knockout threat and is able to get into his groove, it could go a bit longer, but I'm like yourself, I think. I just think since the Stipe loss, Ngannou has went back and refined and is... He could essentially be champion and waiting at this point. Like, I think he's that, that good. Yeah. Um, it's hard to I- imagine another striker causing him that much trouble. I think yes. if it's going to be someone that's going to be an elite grappler. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, but Curtis Blades, elite grappler. Look True. how that panned out. You know, we had him on the show, and I think that the day... That, I'm making a weird prediction now. I think they could be one of the first fighters to have five fights. Blades and Ngannou? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, could do. But it would rely on Blades winning their next outing but i just think Ngannou is is coming into his his peak as a heavyweight what age is he like 33 or something like uh, that in and around there yeah like we're about to have five years of Ngannou on top i would imagine yeah yeah that's probably likely um so Sinister story at Evan317. You've got two call-outs there. Boom. And he said, let's say we do get Usman versus Masvidal and Usman wins. Who's Usman fight next? Um, Woodley Edwards winner, Colby rematch, or Burns versus Jess? I don't think Woodley Edwards is going to happen next. I think they're going to ditch it and do Woodley-Colby. And then I think the winner of that. Although I think Woodley's a hard sell unless he absolutely destroys Colby. How shit is that for Edwards? It is really shit. Um, and he really deserves a high-level fight. Um, I, just, I have a feeling they'll end up doing Edwards, uh, Gilbert Burns. I don't know I, why, it's just I've got a gut feeling. I said this before, um, but I think that Woodley is responsible for the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I'm through so, that out there. Yeah, it, well, it's because... He didn't want to go to London and fight Edwards. And he, <laughs> we just didn't expect him to go to the lengths he's gone to to That's avoid true. it. So Worldwide pandemic. So shit for Edwards. Um, really is. And the UFC were dicks to him about it. Well, were they or weren't they? And the, They kind of were. He was in Birmingham and they said, you've got to be on a flight out of Heathrow in two hours, which means you're going to have to come to a country which is about to go into lockdown to fight a fight which ultimately didn't happen anyway but is that the ufc's fault yes and we don't know that no, but no, no, we no, don't. That's, that's two hours to one physically impossible to get from birmingham to heathrow in that time while assembling a team who would yeah, also no, no. have I, to leave. i'm not disputing that but what i'm saying is 
we don't know that they were shit to him in terms of like it wasn't the UFC that put that position in terms no, of that, that's... the pandemic. No, no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. But what I'm trying to say is that we they are only being shit to him if they say if you don't do that, then you will never fight Woodley. Well, I don't know. It, re- it remains to be seen, I suppose. But... Correct. That's my point. I, it's a shit situation, but what I'm saying is that from the UFC's point of view, they were just trying to do everything they could to keep the fight together. Whether that's right or wrong, separate discussion. Obviously, you and I both think it was wrong, and they should have just called the card off completely, which they ended up doing anyway. But what I'm saying is that it might not have been shit at the UFC and that they were going, look, the only way we can make it happen is if, you know, as opposed to you do this or else, yeah. which is sort of different. But I, I like the Colby rematch for him, but plus Usman versus Masvidal, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I still think that the the big money fight was Masvidal Connor. Yeah, but I think Usman destroys Masvidal personally. Uh, I think it's more competitive than you think, but I think that ultimately, yes, yeah. I mean, I I see Usman winning, but. I think that it has some hairy moments in it. So I don't I don't know. I think there's no beyond that there's no clear number one. So I think they'll have to fight amongst themselves to, to sort it out. Now if Woodley was to fight Edwards, then yeah, the winner of that definitely should. And Burns versus GS is Although I think if I just think the UFC don't like Woodley. So I think if like Woodley squeaked by Edwards, let's say. I think they look elsewhere. Yeah, that is entirely possible. So, there you go. There is our answer to that, Evan. Thanks for your questions, as always. Um, So, McRattyRat, which is at McTapity, T-A-P-I-T-Y, he says, or possibly she, I'm not positive, Um, probably he, uh, who is the biggest dick in MMA ever? Matt You're- Hughes. He is a bit of a dick. But He's an animal abuser. Yep. Which makes him a dick. Still, mm, war machine for me. It's got to be. like. Yeah. Yeah. Per Christy Mack. Yeah. Do you ever see the pictures of her after? Yeah, she was. Good Lord, he beat the shit out of her. Yeah, that's soul destroying. Like He's I an yeah, asshole. War machine probably up there um but then like i mean they're like that's outright evil you know is that being a dick tito tito's a bit of a dick yeah like yeah i know what you mean is it like like, who's a proper who's the you know like you know who's the biggest scumbag ever or who's who's a bit of a dick who's the biggest you know bit of a dick um connor is a bit of a dick sometimes khabib's a bit of a dick sometimes there's a whole pile of them dana Dana, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dana's totally... Dana could be the answer. Um, yeah, Dana could be the answer. So, yeah, if you're going for outright scumbag, probably... Probably War Machine. War yeah. Machine. And if it's a bit of a dick, Dana, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. That would be our thoughts. Let us know who you, who you think it is if you're listening. Uh, tweet at us at Superad MMA Show and uh, let us know who you think. Uh, at Brent underscore Dolan, Brent Dolan, hey bud. Uh, he messages saying Brock Lesnar versus Prime Tim Sylvia, who wins and how. Uh, that is Brock Lesnar all day for me. Yeah, Brock Lesnar does whatever the hell he wants to Tim Sylvia. Just looks exactly the same as the Mark Hunt fight. Yeah, well, Randy Couture was able to take 
Tim Sylvia down whenever the hell he wanted and Brock Lesnar and Randy Couture are two different physical beasts. Um, I really disliked Tim Sylvia at the time because I was a big Orlovsky fan. Well, still am a big Orlovsky fan. But uh, he does get looked over, I think, in terms of accomplishments because he was sort of a bit big of a and awkward and a bit of a dick. Although I did used to love that he wore the belt everywhere. Like when he was cornering fighters, there's a guy wearing the UFC heavyweight title in the corner. <laughs> like that's, you know, but apparently that went, that wasn't just for like TV. Apparently that was everywhere. Like if he was went out for dinner with his family. Dude's just wearing it. the belt. And well, so you, you should. Be yeah. I'm a heavyweight champion. I think the problem with Tim Sylvia is, at that time, the best heavyweights were in pride. So it was always like, you're the best. It's like being the Bellator heavyweight champion now. Yeah. You know, the Fedors, Crew Cops, Nogueras, etc. Uh, were all all in pride. So he's sort of, you know, the best of the rest. And when they came across... I mean, he, he gave Nogueira a bit of a battering, but, you know, ultimately got tapped by tapped, him. Yeah. Couture beat the piss out of him. Um, and then it looked it looked really bad when he went to the affliction and uh, Fedor battered him and tapped him in, like, 30 seconds. So it's hard to argue with his credentials. Two-time and defending heavyweight champion. So I think he deserves a bit more credit than he gets. But I think he's just a victim of the time. Yeah, um, I agree with that. There but is I, a great short on YouTube called um, "Where Are They Now?" Tim Sylvia, and yeah. it is great. Like it's very, yeah. very good. Uh, yeah, but I th- yeah, I think Brock Lesnar. He could get caught. Tim Sylvia hit like a truck, and obviously being six eight with a eighty plus inch reach could clip anyone. But uh, I think Brock would would get inside and either put him against the cage or just Tim Sylvia bless him wasn't the most physically explosive athlete or just that athletic in general um and I think Brock Lesnar would just put him on his back and he probably wouldn't get up or if he did it would be the end of the round and he'd be right back down there in the next round over and over and over so it's true so uh, Matt Savage at Matt with two T's under slash Savage 83 first of all he said we have to give him abuse because he put a tweet out yesterday about uh, best moments in sports films or saddest moments in sports films I tweeted being like the gunshot scene in Southpaw and he was like oh I didn't even think about combat sports and I was like disappointed man disappointed so yeah what are you doing if someone talks about sports should always be combat I always find sports, sports films they never quite get the sport right in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it always sort of takes me out of it. Like, the yeah, boxing and boxing. There's a few. There's a few. Southpaw did it right. Yeah. There's a few. Southpaw was great. But there's, there's like, well, I was, I was sort of thinking, there's so many cheesy shit MMA films where the fighting is nothing like actual MMA that it takes you yeah. entirely out of it. Even the Warrior film, which I suppose is, like, the, the biggest. It's good. It's good, but the highest profile one, like some of the nonsense they're throwing in that, like yeah, the pure yeah, wrestling yeah. suplexes and everything. But I yeah. don't know. It's a bit movie. Yeah, well, Hollywood. I mean, obviously they have to ham it up for a bit for general public, but it's sort of, I think if you're a fan of that already existing sport, it's hard for you to... 
to get into. I, I still really think liked the best sports movie I think I've seen could be Invictus. Oh yeah, the rugby one, the South African World Cup one. Yeah, apparently it's very good. I haven't actually seen that. Matt Damon, right? Yep. No, I haven't seen that. I must check that out. Um, one of the films that got uh, got it right was Miracle. Did you ever see it with Kirk Douglas? The or not Kirk Douglas? Was it? Who was it? Was it Kirk Douglas? It was about the um, the Miracle on Ice. Um, the ice hockey. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. Americans beat um, yeah. the Russians in I think it was 1980 in Lake Placid um, in the Winter Olympics. But it was yeah, it was Kurt Russell. Um, but it it they got it right in terms of like the sport and yeah. uh it was it was also just a great film what um, was the russell crowe boxing one boxing one oh yeah. um oh, i know the one you're talking about uh, cinderella man yes that's it yeah it was good um yeah it was uh do you know what one wasn't good million dollar um day. yeah it was terrible i never ever got it is it just because it had like a contrived sad moment in it watch out for the stool (laughs) that's terrible terrible film um anywho uh yes matt your question which is what we actually should have been talking about there um i think it's obvious question or i think it's the obvious question if they will go through with khabib and tony first of all my opinion on this was going to be no anyway but Mm. with two pieces of breaking news um one uh, they're looking for a replacement because Khabib apparently is in Russia in lockdown and has said the UFC are moving on without him. And two that I have just seen is that the rumor from uh, Ariel Hawani is that uh, Khabib will be unable to fight and Tony Ferguson has been offered a fight with Justin Gaethje. That's a great fight, but it's not Khabib, Tony. Yeah, You know, there's nothing I feel that they could offer up which would replace that i think they just need to like if they just waited this out and rebooked it yeah you just literally move the card like imagine if this happens in some well i thought he said it well first of all it wasn't happening in america so uh, habib said on his instagram that the ufc told him it was in abu dhabi he went there and was refused entry um so i don't know where the hell they're planning on doing this because how's everyone else going to get to Abu Dhabi? Um, and Justin Gaethje is dangerous, especially to someone like Tony who gets hit. Uh, and if he loses, which could happen, um, we lose Habib Tony and we lose any sort of like, well, we might lose it forever, but we certainly lose the hype now. You know, Tony's on such a big run it just wouldn't feel the same if he lost and then I don't know won one or two and then fought him again or was booked to fight him again it just wouldn't feel the same mm-hmm. so I just I think they just need to let 249 die and try again when the world gets some sort of normality back I don't like it would be great to watch fights but like I don't think anyone's really crying out to see the biggest and best fights happen in the arse end of nowhere in an empty arena right now yeah, I mean, it, Gaethje is a great fight, but it does pose risk um, for Ferguson more so than Gaethje. Um, because ironically, if Gaethje loses the fight to Tony, right, mm-hmm. I still think that Connor and Gaethje is no one would bat an eye at, at that fight. Well, I think they would. I also saw lots of people on Twitter getting all 
hot and bothered about the idea that Tony would be offered Connor. And I was like, that's never going to happen. Well, there's too much like, risk for Connor. But not even that. Connor's in Ireland, which is also locked down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, no, that's true. This is not happening. I I thought the states. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Had a had a travel ban at the minute, as well. I think so. So I just, I, I, I think I just so. don't understand how any of this is going to happen. And if it does, it's just going to be rushed or slapped together at the last minute, and it will cheapen the big fight feel. Yeah, it's a real shame though, because this fight inevitably cursed. Seems to be. Apparently, and I don't know how true or serious this is, but apparently that uh, Joe Rogan was saying on his podcast that the reason Dana wants it so badly is because he genuinely believes it's cursed. Like, oh. like as in, like he needs the fight to happen because he's like being superstitious about it. Was the gist that I got? Like, as in, he is convinced it's cursed and he needs to make it happen so that he knows it's not cursed. I don't know. I think it was just. Dana trying to be Billy Big Balls like he's now backed himself into a corner with all his bravado that he has to put it on otherwise he'll look silly for backing down now no one with any sense would be like well you're a bitch for not putting it on you told us you would like there's a worldwide pandemic happening at the minute like we all anyone with rational thought would just let it go but I think that's where Dana's approach has come from I've promised it I've made these statements I have to deliver yeah, um, so the bull at Mr. T. Lou said, Strip Khabib, he did something without consulting the UFC that made a title defense impossible. It's his fault. Technicality aside, he forfeited. Tony shouldn't fight unless it's for legitimate lightweight title. Balls. He's earned that, isn't it? Yeah, absolute balls. Yeah. Strongly disagree with that. It's so are you going to strip, strip a guy of a title because he went back to his home country? Like, fuck that. By the way, um, Billy Joe Saunders has his had his boxing license suspended. It makes total sense because the two go hand in hand. Yeah, um, sorry, it just came up on Twitter there. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of would be okay with him not remaking this fight at this stage. Not because I don't want to see it. It's probably the fight I've been most. I'm more interested in seeing this fight than I was in Conor Khabib. I was more oh, yeah. certain well, this, about this how Conor the... Khabib would go than I am. Oh about yeah, how well, this, this is the, to- the top two guys, but I think they can. I, like, if you can't buy into any of that nonsense, like you know, curse this, that, and the other. Like, if they literally just wait, it'll happen. About how many times do you keep saying that for before you just move on? Well, but like, I, I think it'd be different if like one of them was out now, but they're not. You know, this is literally completely out of their control every other time it's been True. injuries which is fine people get injured all the time there's been lots of fights throughout history which have been booked and unbooked and rebooked and then fallen apart and stuff i don't think because of who's involved and where they are in the rankings i don't think you can just move on from it at this point true um so yeah that that about wraps up our questions obviously the john fitch interview will be with you momentarily and just before that I just want to take a minute to say Thanks, as always, for joining us on the Superad MMA Show. We've been working really hard to, to make sure that we're bringing you the best product we can. Uh, go make sure that you follow on social media at Superad MMA Show on Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash Superad MMA on Instagram at Superad MMA Show. Uh, you know, the biggest thing you can do to help us out is to like, share, subscribe, particularly sharing on Facebook, on Twitter, tagging your friends that you think would like it. it really helps us out we've had a couple of reviews on on itunes as well so please feel free to to go and do that um 
we're always open to feedback anything to help make the show better so thanks so much for sticking with us and uh you know we're, we're going to keep doing our best to bring you more guests um so yeah uh obviously we're going to bring you the john fitch interview now and uh we'll see you next week after that so um yes super pleased to be joined on the super Adam my show by uh the legend john fitch so john how you keeping brother uh pretty good good snug, good. snug in a, as a bug i guess yeah, how how is things in the or how are things in San Jose when it comes to the the coronavirus at the minute? Are you sort of all on lockdown or? Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, the schools are closed. Uh, I just got word the other day that the schools are closed till May third at least, I think, or something. Um, um, the stores are still open. Uh, you drive around and there's some people out. It doesn't seem like uh, it's too like Orwellian type, like lockdown uh, uh, situation at all. But it's uh, it's a little eerie. It's kind of like um, early Sunday morning all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's what we have here. I mean, our shops yeah. have all been raided to within an inch of their life. And mm. uh, I had to go out and get a few bits earlier. And it was sort of like one in, one out in the shops now, which is uh, yeah. a good thing. Probably a good thing. They've uh, so, yeah kept people from rushing into places, and they've put limits on 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 certain items. You can only buy so many at a time, but for the most part, it, I think uh, there's plenty of supplies. There's plenty of stuff around. Yeah, it's not like uh, not like people need 300 rolls of uh, toilet roll, but they're mm. they're they're doing it anyway. Um, yeah. So John, you you have 17 years, 18 years experience in the cage. Um, you also have a podcast. John Fitch knows nothing, so people mm-hmm. should definitely check that out. Um. You know, I've got a I've got a few podcasts. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, cause I have a uh, an MMA podcast I do with Jason Vermes on Mondays called uh, Mixed Martial Mindset. I've been doing that for about six months or so now. Uh, I have a a podcast with uh, my comedian friend Chris Tinkle. It's called Fitch and Tinkle Smash Everything. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and where can and we, you find all those? Um, you can find them. Uh, the one with Jason Vermes is on uh, YouTube. Um, I have another one on YouTube called uh, Red Pill Smash Brothers. Um, I have a uh, the the one with Tinkle is is on um, uh, you know iTunes and Spotify and, and the usual places you can listen to them. But my mine is um, on the usual listening places, and you can watch it on uh, YouTube also. Perfect. So cool. retired, not retired. <clears throat> That's the big question. It depends on if it's a if it's a if it's a good fight. Like, what is it? Like, I'm I haven't lost since 2014. I arguably beat Rory and and it should be the welterweight world champ. Um, there's not really many other guys out left to challenge for the title. Like, I mean, come on, I've been around a long time. Make yeah. it interesting. Like, it's a it's a fight for the title or a fight to get the title shot. Something something. Yeah, we yeah. we watched that fight live. Um, we we are the sad people that stay up to six and seven o'clock in the morning, and we both scored it, <laughs> uh, scored it your way. Uh, and we're we're not just saying that because you're on the podcast because we could easily just avoided that altogether. <laughs> um, but we we did we we agreed that you had you had edged it. Um, and it must be very mm-hmm. frustrating. It's um, very frustrating, and to to win on uh, the only uh, scorecard that you know the judges picked a winner. It's it's an it's annoying also. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, with with that fight, uh, is that a fight that you you'd like to get back? Like, would you rerun that if if the option was there? For the for the belt. 
Like not a three round non title. I'm not. I'm not really interested. I just yeah. I mean, at this point in my career, it's give me the big fight and give me yeah. you know what am I doing here? Are you still training in AKA? Uh, from time to time, I went in a, a few weeks ago to before the lockdown stuff started. Um, to kind of get back into shape to start looking to see what was out there and then this stuff started happening and Yeah, I'm just dealing with this right now Are you still under contract with Bellator? Are you I have I have three fights. I think I have three fights still with them. Yeah And that too and that too like I mean do I want to go to Russia and fight somebody, <laughs> you know, for for a title over there? Like I I don't know. Like if it's if it's not like appealing, if it you know if it's not a big big fight here or big money somehow, like uh. yeah. <laughs> well, what a we were actually one of the questions we we're going to ask you, and we might as well jump into it now. Was um obviously you fought in World Series of Fighting or PFL, um mm -hmm. with the format there is now, and you kind of answered the question, I suppose. With one of the questions we we're going to ask you was, you know, does that million dollar tournament structure actually appeal to you? Obviously, if you're under contract, it's kind of ruled out. But what do you make of that structure for fighters? It's man, so it's it's a disguise. <laughs> it really it's a glass it's a glass ceiling. It traps you in and it caps your salary. You'll never ever earn more than the million dollars. Yeah. You know, you know, Conor, for someone like Conor McGregor to fight and sign under that contract and that tournament, that'd be really bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Right, cuz his 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 value is way above what they're ever going to pay. So, that idea of a tournament structure and a, and a big payout at the end of it, I think that's great for up-and-comers. I think it's a great way to get your yourself started, get yourself, um, you know, some funding to get your training started and going from winning that tournament. But, I mean, it's just the restraints that are placed on, on the market because of the UFC's dominance, because the UFC's um, monopoly over the sport, yeah. um, over, over the uh, – um, it's not even a sport the way they run it. It's 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 pro wrestling it's a business. Yeah, they're 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 their, their, uh, their um, production. That's what it is. It's a production. Yeah. yeah. So again, you're sort of touching on you're you're doing this interview for us, John's brilliant. This is this is what <laughs> we were actually gonna talk to you about, which was you know you've you've obviously you know, we'll, we'll not get into the details, but you know your your issues with the UFC have been well documented, and uh, you know as you said that there's a production side of it or a business side of it um and you know the only fighters like conor mcgregor or uh arguably up until yesterday john jones uh you know th they were the ones that sort of had the ball in their court what does it not mean even though not even though those guys those guys have the biggest names and those guys get robbed the most they have the most amount of money taken from them compared to all other fighters like when they when they they somebody put out a list of the top ten guys and what they've earned, um, without pay-per-view points from the UFC as, as standard pay, mm -hmm. and it was it was laughable. You're talking about guys like GSP and whatever making like eleven million dollars total. Uh, that's without the pay-per-view, without the pay-per-view, but still, that's 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 a joke. Like these guys should be making ten to fifteen million dollars guaranteed per fight. Yeah. yeah, easily. The money's there. The money's there. These guys are being robbed, hands down being robbed. The fact that Conor McGregor, when he fought Floyd Mayweather, ended up giving the UFC like 25 or 35% of what he made for that it's so crazy. that he could take the fight. And he legally didn't have to. Like, he could have fought him in court. Like, he doesn't need the UFC. Conor McGregor can go and do shows in, in Ireland by himself. And he can he can make the Floyd Mayweather money. He, he doesn't need them. But, yeah. like, they... 
they got these these or well these contracts that just lock them in, uh, and they can never get free of them, and they just get bitched out. Well, the, this is what we're going to talk to you about about the difference fighting for say World Series fighting PFL Bellator your home now. You know, what's it like as a fighter? Um, do, do you find that you have more flexibility um, when it comes to, you know, uh, negotiating contracts? And obviously, uh, you don't no want to go flexibility into too much. In, there's no flexibility in negotiating contracts. So they're take it or leave it contracts uh, for the most part. You can you can uh, uh, haggle with them on little, little perks, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, extra airline ticket, an extra room for your fights, some more tickets, stuff like that. But you're not really, you're not arguing for percentages. You're not getting, oh, I want this piece of the gate. Yeah. That, that's a real negotiation. That's what a real, that's what would happen in a real sport. <laughs> it's Do you think must... fighters need a union then to, to help negotiate contracts? Uh, well, or, or you can't have a collective a, effort. A union uh, would be with one organization, one, oh, uh, good, yeah. right? So one bit, because it's one business. So you would need an association. And we have a fighters yeah. association. It's been around for 10 years, but fighters don't really have the education they don't know that it exists they don't know what it could do for them and uh and like it, your common person doesn't really even know they say oh well you should unionize well it's not yeah. it's not a union like the nfl has a players association they have an association because it's a it's a group of owners mm-hmm. like each each promotion would would be equal to an owner in in that in that format right so like the UFC would be like the Dallas Cowboys, and then and then yeah. uh, Bellator would be you know the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yes. That situation, but like you know you can't you can't have the Cowboys just form a union within the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys only play themselves for their own title. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then they they lock out, don't they? Like that's happened a number of times with the the NHL in particular. They've been mm-hmm. rife for it. They've locked out four four or five times over the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. and. I suppose that's kind of really where the players can sort of regain some control. You know, um, it must be frustrating well, as well. Yeah, it's a battle that goes back and forth between owners and uh, the uh, the players. Is is you know lockouts and 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 uh, strikes. I take it it's very frustrating as well, knowing you know having been around for so long and seen the evolution of the sport from when it was a, a fringe sport to, to now and knowing the stakes. And I think that's maybe one of the things that perhaps some of the more casual fans perhaps don't realize um, is the the price that you pay physically, the injuries, the risk of injury, the risk of serious injury. Mm. Uh, and I suppose that part of, you know, wanting more money is, is due to what you're, you're literally paying physically. I and I, I I take it back I, as uh, far as I, it's not about wanting more money. I don't just want more money. I want I want my my piece of the percentage. I want a piece of what I'm bringing in. I want to be able to look at the metrics and say, hey, when you put me on this card, you make this much extra money. Like I'm yeah. I'm this valuable to you. I can see how valuable I am to you. So I'm going to make you pay me this percentage. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I want to I want an open market. I want a free market. I want to. I want to sink or swim because as a fighter too, there's a lot of people who might get propped up who, who are overpaid and mm-hmm. uh, they don't have a chance to wash out before it's, it's too late and they've invested too much time into the sport. Yeah. Um, one of the things um, that, that I remember being a, a, a bone of contention for you was uh, Dana White's comments about the style. Um, and uh, if, if I recall correctly as well, it was um, – he did uh was it jake shields who he then said you know he would give a shot to even though i think you and jake shields are very similar stylistically Mm -hmm. but the question about the style is 
do you, do you find it sort of that you were almost before your time? Because if you look at, at who people are loving now, you know, it's guys like, you know, and, and even when you look back at that era, GSP is one of the guys that people still talk about along with yourself. Um, Khabib now, you know, wrestling now. It's my, bigger than it's, ever been. it's my opinion that it's, it's all a part of narrative control. Yeah. Okay. So they, they already had their, uh, you know, if they're, they're, it's in a production, they already had their guy as GSP cast. They didn't need another GSP. So when I came up and I'm similar style, similar white boy, similar background, like we already had that cast. We don't need you. Yeah. You know, if, if I would have changed into a Colby Covington, they would have, they would have pushed me uh, and I would have been a lot, you know, a lot more popular and they would have praised my style or whatever. But I didn't, I didn't go down that, that kind of performance route. If I fought them and I wanted it to be a sport. Yeah. Um, ended up costing me probably millions of dollars, but like I'd rather be involved in a sport than pro wrestling. Well, I've said for a long time, if you take GSP out of the equation, um, and still to this day, even if you look at your performance uh, with Roy McDonald, you know you were arguably one of the best welterweights to ever, ever mm -hmm. partake in the sport. And uh, I can completely understand your frustration when it comes to the last fight in particular, um, because there's, there's almost been a run of bad luck uh, in that <laughs> regard between dodgy decisions and sort of, for lack of a better term in this instance, UFC sort of, you know, as you said, casting their roles. With that in mind, obviously you've heard the, the news about John Jones. Is this mm -hmm. someone you think the UFC can recast? Or what, what if you're, you know, what as a fighter, do, do you think that this ties in to, to, uh, to what, to, should his outside behaviors be factored in, you know, as a I fighter? I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those situations where, uh, did they help create a monster by protecting him for too long because they could make so much money off of him? Or, or is it a situation, you know, cause like maybe if we had more of a boxing, uh, situation where he, he made more money earlier and he's kind of on his own. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe he would have washed out earlier, but, uh, man, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to wrap your head around to have somebody with that much ability and promise and, um, just like hire a driver. Everybody, yeah, I know. everybody's been saying it. Like, cause I, like, I, I, I'm, I was back with when, when Chuck was around and Chuck, you know, had a good time, but he always had people around him that he, he trusted that there was always somebody sober. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there was ever a time where I was out with Chuck or those guys and they didn't have a sober driver or somebody waiting outside or something ever. And and I don't think these were even like paid guys. I think they were just yeah. like Happy friends or his, or his brother or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's like I don't know. You don't have you don't have a crew that can watch over you. Like he's sitting he's sitting in a car drinking mezcal, shooting shooting his gun in the, in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's it's going on? Wild. What's going on in his life? I, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, I've seen people That's, saying uh, you know that he's clearly got addiction issues and whatever. And and to me like. In my opinion, uh, whilst that could well be true, and and hopefully the guy deals with that, um, I think at this stage it's just become a public safety issue, really. Um, <laughs> you know where you, you can't have. I mean, I think he's used up his goodwill. But um, anyway, uh, you have a company, the Stones Company, where you like handcraft yeah. little stone, uh, <laughs> like they're uh, what would what yeah, would the word be? I, uh, uh, toke toke stone. Toke stones, yeah. Yeah. That's toke awesome. How did you get into that? I'm waiting for the uh, the the weather to get nice. It's been rainy the last couple of weeks. So I was like, oh, I'll get I'll get some stones done because it's it's uh, 
it's it's you know we're locked down but um yeah it's you been craft them yourself didn't you yeah yeah i mean i carve them myself i i actually i had a uh, old volcano right so i yeah, I, I, I i use cannabis cannabis right so i had an old vol- volcano you know it fills up the bag with the vapors uh, i had one of those and then i was bored in, when i was living in vegas and i decided to build myself like a nice like vaporizer box so i got this like uh you know, like the home goods store, I got like this like Chinese imitation like box. So I took apart the thing and I, I, I built this and I, I got some oak and I sanded it all down and I, I ended up buying a Dremel to uh, to sand it, make the edges soft and nice and everything. So I, I made this like really nice like Chinese box and it had my volcano in it. Um, so that, that was cool for a little while. And then um, I noticed that the Dremel came with these little uh, tips and some of them had, uh, they were like diamond tip. And I was like, ooh, what do you do with that? So I was like, just, you know, seeing what I could cut up and, and, and uh, carve with that. And then I remembered uh, my buddy was trying to make these toke stones with river rocks. And he was using a drill and a masonry mm-hmm. bit. And every like, every like, you know, third stone would explode from the heat. <laughs> so I was like, huh, I wonder if these diamond tip stones will, will their diamond tip, uh, you know, bits will, uh, will cut through the stone better. And, and they did. And then I was like, it was so easy to cut through the stone and make the, make the rocks. I was like, I started carving them and seeing if I could make different shapes. And then that just became a thing. Um, yeah. And I started, <laughs> I have one of these over here. I did this the other day, but I started making these out of old bottles. It's uh oh no it's way it's it's a bong. <laughs> so I've got a I've got like a a Jameson bottle I turn into a bong also. <laughs> get the get get a proper twelve one and sell it to Connor. Yeah. Uh, oh you'd have to box. have to pour out the uh whiskey first though. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't want to drink it, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um so with training an AKA, um two questions about that one is what's it been like seeing the next generation come through like that i mean obviously you you know you've guys like rockhold and uh mm-hmm. dc khabib you know and a host of others what's it been like for you who's been a part of the sport for so long seeing that generation come through it's i mean it's a really good feeling to know that uh aka is still such a powerhouse because you know what we went through just kind of building it like so so much went into a lot of different people coming together and kind of and creating AKA and um, creating the, the, the way we train and how we train and the mindsets. So it's, I mean, it's really cool. I um, actually have a book out, my uh, book, uh, Failing Upward Death by Ego is, uh, I released it like last year and it's, it, uh, it's the first in a series, but the other, the other books I've, I've got a lot of work to do on, <laughs> but uh, um it's it's I'm sharing my journals from like the early days. Oh, so amazing. I, first when cool. I first moved out and drove out to AKA, you know, when I uh I got my first bed from somebody and uh um you know, just that that whole process of coming out, figuring out workouts. We we were going to uh CrossFit for a little while and figured out that that was too much on our bodies and we yeah. we stole some of the workout stuff from there and we put it into a bike workout and um yeah, it's just it's just cool to go back through it and and see some of the stuff we did. Like I I don't know if I had a I don't know if I signed a contract until like a contract the fight before I got into the UFC. So I had like 14, 15 fights before I had ever even signed a contract. That's amazing. Like it's a completely different time, and I must actually check that book out because I 
anything MMA related uh, content wise I, I consume uh, and I'm fascinated by the workings of that the 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 older fighting style where it wasn't so much uh, like one gym you know it was yeah. bits and pieces well, everywhere and everything nobody nobody knew everything you didn't have you didn't have somebody who had a black belt in jiu-jitsu and fought in muay thai back yeah. then it just didn't happen so like you had to some guys had to travel from different gyms but that was one thing we really focused on at aka was bringing everything we needed into the gym we didn't we didn't want guys gym hopping so we we focused a lot on that team and i think i think a lot of us were ex-college wrestlers and we found comfort in that type of structure so we kind of kind of pushed that and I think it's successful, and I think a lot of other people kind of bid on that style. Well, sort of one of the only super teams that is still sort of, a, a, you know, churning out <clears throat> champions and challengers on the regular. If you look at all the other gyms, sort of Jackson's and Couture, and, you know, uh, I'll forget the name of the one up in Denver. But uh, they've elevation. also... Uh, no, it was before Elevation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but they've all sort of, you know, they've had fits and starts and seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is you know, sort of kept AKA at the top of the game compared to some of these other teams? Man, it's, uh, I don't know. I think, I think just we've been able to get, get along really well. A lot of the mm-hmm. top guys were able to have a good time with, with everything. Um, you know, keeping, keeping a lot of personal stuff out and just focusing on, on work and, and, and getting better in the gym. I think those are all things that have, that have helped a lot, um, over the years and, uh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty, pretty lucky. I think with that, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the secret spell is. I don't know. A lot of it is, you know, we recruit the right people, and then we, we make sure that we have similar mindsets with the people we're training with, and that, that, that seems to, seems to be working well for us. Well, just, just before we get on to the quick fire questions and let you go about your day, um, one, one question that I do have is. Mel and I both had uh, novice MMA fights, um, and the reason we did it was because we didn't want to be the guys that had a podcast that had zero yeah, you, knowledge. Never got of hit it, in the know. face. You wanna, yeah. yeah. Um, How so, much do you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? That is 100% true, um, and I learned more, uh, you're right, than I think I mm-hmm. ever planned on. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we both talked about a lot is the mindset <laughs> and mental side of things. So just a quick question on... A, do you have any funny anecdotes or stories about just before you went out or anything like that that sticks out from your career? And two, how do you still now keep that mindset sharp where, you know, you you can still com- you know be completely certain that you can beat anybody in the world? So I, a lot of it is is um, doing the work, right? Confidence mm. comes from doing the work. You know, you've done the work. You, you're, you're going to be all right. You have to trust in the work you've done. You have to trust in, in, in the, uh, the training, the cardio, the diet, you know, like you check all the boxes on your list and that, that's a huge confidence booster going into things. And then, I mean, I've had 42 professional fights and every single time you're like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you got your gloves on, you're warming up and you're just like, what am I doing? Like, what, what is this? I'm going to go fight somebody in a cage? <laughs> this is stupid. Why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. So that my, my response was normal then? This is 100% <laughs> normal. And, like, that's that's the thought process. But then you have to just you get to the point where you're like, oh, fuck it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you're just going to go. You're just, I mean, I, I, I have, I've never jumped out of a plane. I've never gone skydiving. But I'd have to equate. Like, I feel like that feeling... 
of, of getting ready to jump out. I think, mm -hmm. you know, when you're ready to walk out the, uh, out the tube and walk out into the crowd and go out into the cage, it's like you're, you're standing on the edge of that. You're about ready to, to jump yeah. out because it's, it really is. You don't exactly know what's going to happen. You're going to be kind of free falling and, uh, you could end up hitting some branches. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's a good analogy. Um, but I've just always found the mindset fascinating because mm -hmm. I could only imagine how much worse it would be at the higher levels where, you know, you're standing across the cage and being like, that's George well, St. Pierre standing literally not, and, 10 feet in front not, of me. Not even that. It's not even what that's what you think you're thinking about because the way they, they, they do the money, the way they, they fuck with your finances, the way they control your finances, your thought is, you know, I can't, I can't just walk away with half. I gotta, I gotta win all this. I gotta win everything. And then I gotta eat to the next fight. I can't get injured. Um, <clears throat> because like part of with how they pay you, it's like you're broke by the time you get to your next fight, uh, you know? So it's like, if you, if you only make half, oh shit, that's going to be really tight getting to the next fight. And then if you get, you lose and you get hurt, well, Shit, now nah, now you've got to yeah, you've got to make that half the money last twice as long so you can get back into another fight. Yeah, yeah. And if you that's... let if you let too much of that thought creep into your head, that's uh, definitely going to be a problem. Hundred percent. Um. Well, really appreciate you taking the time. We're just going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions and then let you get get on the way. Um. So, John, Street Fighter, Tekken, or Mortal Kombat? Oh man. <laughs> It's a tough one because they're all good because um, Mortal Kombat was back in high school. Me and my friends, you know, on a Saturday night before the Internet, we would <laughs> we would go to each other's houses and play each other. <laughs> so I have a lot of fond memories of Mortal Kombat. Tekken was college, so there was a lot of drinking and, <laughs> and thick girls running around. So I've got a lot of good Tekken memories also. And then now with Street Fighter, I have the I have the NES Classic, and I play nice. that with my sons. Right, so my six-year-old kicks my ass <laughs> in, Tekken, <laughs> or in, in uh, Street Fighter now. So like, yeah, man, I can't pick one. It's like which which generation? If I I don't know, because yeah. I, I really value that that little bit of time I have with the kids, playing playing games. College is pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Van Damme or Schwarzenegger? Uh, man. Old Schwarzenegger, old Schwarzenegger. Cool. Conan the Barbarian, I, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean old as in like today. I mean like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a little. Yeah. He's. I mean, he. I gotta give him respect though. When that guy uh, drop kicked him, did you see that in Australia? Or yeah, he didn't even yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even move. Like the guy jumped from the half from like at the foul line. <laughs> it drop kicked him, and uh, yeah, he ba barely nudged him. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, hell yes or hell no? It depends on how much weed I've smoked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, we, can, we can tell you Curtis Blade said, hell no, man, that'll get you put in purgatory, but he's from Chicago, so you got to expect that. Um, who was your toughest opponent? Uh, uh, GSP, I'd say. Nice guy, though, apparently. Everybody, yeah. everybody seems like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, a good person. I like him. I got nothing bad to say about him. I just I wish I would have gotten that second chance. As well, that was my next question. You know, any dream fight which never materialized or one you sort of wish you had? Uh, no, yeah, the rematch with uh, GSP and then um, 
Yeah, I wish I could have fought uh, Maia again because I was super sick when I fought him. Okay. What do you think you would have done differently or could have done differently if you were to fight GSP? Um, obviously, the elite mindset is that you know you can always win, but <clears throat> is there anything in particular you feel like you could yeah. have done differently? My so my head was in the right place uh, strategy wise for that fight because uh, I he he had lost to Matt Serra like two fights or prior to that mm -hmm. I think so he had just gotten knocked out right he just gotten hit with something so my line of thinking was his chin's gone if I right. can just land one good one uh, that'll win the fight so a lot of that fight was me focused on landing one big punch rather than me working inside and trying to get a takedown. I wasn't really uh, takedown-oriented for that fight at all. So you hadn't been drilling as much wrestling, essentially? I had, but, um, you know, when you're going through it in your head over and over and over again, like, you're, you can mentally drill um, as effectively as actually drilling it. So, like, if you're running through a process in your head over and over and over again, like your 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 neurons will fire the similar way, and you can you can you can get better at that skill. So, if you're thinking about doing that too much, you might get stuck in in yeah. that mindset, stuck in that that flow. Um, if you could have any superpower, what you gonna go for? <sighs> any superpower? Yeah. Um, man, I would. Uh, I would just uh, make money up here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be pretty handy. Because uh, <laughs> I mean that that would make, take care of any other problem. Like yeah. just, well, that's true. I could pay um, for security. I could pay for. <laughs> true. Um, what is your dream fight the, of any era? So if you could fight any opponent from any era, or is it still just the the GSP rematch? I mean, yeah, because I think that's um, I think he's the best. Yeah, he's. I think he's the, been the best there is. You Do know, you think um, he would beat the uh, the current top UFC welterweights, you know, Usman yeah. and Covington? Yeah, because I, I, it's a lot of it's pro wrestling, and a lot of the people who are ranked at the top, like they're ranked there because the company ranked them there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one last question is: In five years, John Fitch will be uh, supreme overlord. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. John, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Sorry we kept you for so long. Um you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you on again sometime, man. Oh, for sure, man. Good talking. Um, yep. Peace and uh, look after yourself. Stay safe. All right, take you later. Thanks very much, man. Take care. Thanks again for joining us, the Super Bad MMA show. Much love. See you next week. Peace.